Welcome in, everyone, to episode 99 of the Bowcast Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb Payne, joined by my co-host, Speediest Chief 2. And uh, we got some stuff, some Dude. stuff to talk about. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm really excited for 100. I think people are really going to love episode 100, so they should definitely tune in for that. But this one, I could tell this one's going to be a heavy episode. Yeah, you know, so for obviously Peter don't know this yet, but we actually recorded episode 100 last week um, because we have uh, we had a special guest on. Drop your guesses down below on who the guest is. But in that episode, just like the episode with Butters, I said, you know, like we're recording this in the past. So if something, if all goes south in a week or so, Stop we don't saying know that. Yet, in two weeks or so, <laughs> it happened again. The first time was the freaking remote raid nerf. And here we got... um. Yeah, the death of Sylph is incoming. But uh, before we get into that, let's let's cover some of our episode questions because we've been, it's been uh we got a lot to cover. Um, I think the first one we need to cover quickly is Defies, um, episode. So let's just briefly go through that. I don't know if I'll go through all of them at this point, just because like, you know, we uh we have a, we have three episodes <laughs> worth. But um, <clears throat> all right. So starting with Chad Cameron, the merch just say, <laughs> don't ever change Squirrel Trapper. <laughs> <laughs> dude that's a good one I, I like we can make multiple scroll trapper merch we could do i am scroll trapper and don't ever change scroll trapper dude there's a lot of them right there, there could be a speedy say don't ever change scroll trapper like you're talking to the scroll trapper right like the guys be trapping squirrels and you're in the background be like don't ever change dude so <laughs> love it love it i love it that'd be so good you're like behind a tree maybe be like whispering like don't ever change <laughs> it's honestly how i feel don't, don't ever change squirrel trapper i know you're listening Maybe I should be in the trap too. He's like trapping me. <laughs> and you guys don't ever change. <laughs> love that. Uh, Sabine says, "A wonderful idea to invite Stephanie. This episode was pure joy. Thank you so much." Well, thank you. I'm glad you all enjoyed it. And then Sabine also says, "The sustainability part of sustain- sustainability week seems to be that Niantic tells me to drive 150 kilometers to the next city and back every Wednesday evening if I want to raid. Where I live, there is no use." of going outside to do raids anymore without some remote raiders who can help out. I care less and less about probably never being able to compete in Master League or to fill my Pokedex. It's sad, though. Yeah, dude, it, it really is tough, especially if you don't have, like, a Master League roster built. Like, mm-hmm. the three Master League Pokemon I have from raids, I luckily had the XLs before the raid nerf game. Like, I don't know how I'm going to get the XLs for the remaining ones. I, I got to that point in my research where I have to I have to win 50 raids for, like, the level 50 research. I oh that, my god! I just laughed. I'm like, yeah. Wait, you're not even level fifty yet. No, I am fifty, but I'm doing the research. Oh, oh, it's, oh, oh, oh. It's, it's the special research. It's one of those things that I stack when I when I go into <laughs> Stardust Community Day bets with you. Oh my gosh, how many of those do you even have, dude? That's uh, dude. I don't want to know. Yeah, A we'll lot. talk about research later too. That's our tea t- segment too. Um, Anna Hoffman, Enhoff says, had a long car ride yesterday, and this was the perfect time to have an amazing guest. Yes, indeed. Yeah. We agree. You know, I, I personally, I, I said this before, but I personally also listen to our podcast, but I listen to a bunch of other podcasts um, when I'm driving around too. So it's, it's always a good time to kind of kill some of the time. Justin Kim Wu says, a little support for Speedy here. I would have pronounced it Defy as well, but I'm Thank also originally you. from the South ish part of the US. Thanks for having her on. As a latecomer to the game, always interesting in hearing some of the history from those who were there. 
Also, really encouraging to hear about some of the efforts at inclusivity. My daughter enjoys the game as much as my boys do. She's pretty good. She's a pretty good ballad too for a five-year-old. Wow, very nice. Prodigy. I love the game for many reasons, but I think my favorite is the way it brings all kinds of people together to play. Keep kicking, uh, uh, keep kicking ass, Stephanie. Yeah, sorry, he's sensitive. Uh, but yeah, thank you, Justin. And here's the thing: kids like learn so quick too. Like we see all all these like teenagers and stuff like just mm-hmm. picking up the game like dude they're like the best of the best i don't know what it is because in my mind i mean i guess like pokemon goes like it's a simple game but there's a lot of intricacies and nuances to it but i think from a gaming perspective i feel like it's still as a competitive game on the simpler side but there clearly is like a very noticeable skill gap in what you can learn as a teenager versus like a boomer like us we're not really boomers, but old, older, middle-aged men, <laughs> you know. I, I think that, it, dude, we're already starting. I think that Pokemon <laughs> Go is is very much like life. The more that you learn about how things should work, the more like preconceived notions that you have in your mind. Like, how much time do you think Kimmy Sui looks at looks at his team and it's like, yeah, I'm super weak to Trevenant. I need to change this. He doesn't think that way. He just thinks like, okay, I have to find a way to win this. Mm-hmm. If it's landing a Psycho Boost against a Trevenant when it's one Shadow Claw short of the Seed Bomb, then so be it. He just yeah. finds a way, right? I think I think young people's minds are much more malleable and they're a lot more open to new ideas. But mm-hmm. for us, we're like, oh, I got to get this alignment or I got to prepare for this Pokemon. And younger cool. people are like, no, I just want to think about this in more like abstract terms. Yeah, yeah. Maybe more willing to take the risk too. You know, I uh, so I say last week, but technically it's upcoming episode. I share with Speedy my team that I'm building for Hartford and I really just completely did a 180 because it's uh it was <laughs> no. very spicy and I just can't handle the spice. <laughs> yeah, it's fine, it's fine. Uh but maybe the kids, you know, they they have more guts than me. Um I honestly should just try some random stuff because I already qualify for worlds, but like I, I wanna do well too. I wanna do well. So you, uh, you'll, you'll never you'll never outshine Inhoff and her shadow moltres, all right? So just give it up. Oh, true. No, yeah, Shadow <laughs> Moltres, the Guzzlord. Man, yes. Uh, Leo uh, Yoon says, something I've been uh, starting to notice with events lately is that you all touch upon is the overall weakening of the event bonuses tied to these events. We do seem to have an event almost every week, meaning the frequency of events have increased, but the bonuses feel a lot weaker than they were before. That's honestly absolutely right, Leo. And like I feel less incentivized to go out and play. Though, honestly, the last event I played a lot of was the the mystic hero events and i'll just saying they're evolving in my you know in my mm-hmm, hotel room mm-hmm. um, that was a good one but yeah i mean the bonus was decent but like again it's not it's not like if they want us to go out there give us better bonuses go out there and play stuff like i don't know um even the research stuff is like hit or miss honestly sometimes they do have good research but it's like finding the research takes like an hour to find one sometimes maybe not even right i'm like oh this is a good one to stack right mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. shroomish i can't find a damn shroomish uh quest <laughs> at all but um, Leo Thank continues, you. I remember a week or a couple weeks long events that would have several strong bonus like Double Dust, have egg, di- have egg Distance, Bonus XP, etc. The most recent example was a very weak event, was a Mystic Hero event that didn't even have special spawns. That's true. Even though they had good evolution stuff, they didn't have special spawns. They don't have special spawns for any of these, like the Mystic Hero Instinct. Like what? These are like, these are like the hero events, right? These are supposed to be good. Anyway, yeah. do you think that the frequency of the events justifies the weaker bonuses? Maybe I'm just imagining weaker bonuses, but I'd love to hear your thoughts. No, honestly, like I feel like we're always just waiting around for Halloween. Because we know like <laughs> Halloween's like the one sure. event that has like decent bonuses <laughs> these days, right? And you're looking for like your mass, like they have decent event spawns, and you're looking for Halloween and that's about it, right? Like what what else? Like and also the boxes yeah. in the events aren't like correlated with anything either. We're in, 
waiting for like Christmas time or hol- winter season time and the boxes aren't good. So like you're just waiting for the event at this point, right? I'm not I'm not trying to like armchair quarterback this whole thing, right? Because Niantic has done a lot of innovative things that we haven't you know asked for or expected. But honestly, I feel like there are so many missed opportunities. Um, in, to piggyback off your point, in addition to Halloween, I look forward to the end of the year community day like like extravaganza in December. Yeah. That mm-hmm. one's really fun too. Yeah, and I say the rocket events just for the fact that you get TM frustration. Yes. But again, like, why is that like three days? Like, just make it a week, right? Make it a week. I mean, I think like they're like four days, maybe five days at max. Just make it a week. Make it two weeks, right? Give us all the rockets. Like, w- what's going to happen? People are going to get so many good shadow rockets that they're going to stop doing rockets for the next six yeah. months. Like, unlikely, right? It's a FOMO machine. Come on. Yeah, dude. I'm like, like I hated it because I'm out driving around like 1 a.m. trying to do these rockets because I can't go around during the daytime in full traffic doing it. Right. And also, like, I have stuff to do as well during the daytime. I have work Mm -hmm. and other things. And then they'll be like paired on top of like a regional weekend. So I'm like sleeping nothing because I'm like waking up in like a few hours to watch a regional. (laughs) You know, it's just, yeah, just give us like a week, please. Dude. I agree. And, and to answer yeah. your question, Leo, I, I think that uh, Niantic is at a point where they're a little bit low on ideas, or maybe they don't have the capacity to execute on the ideas they want to do. I think they need to, uh, again, like other things in our lives right now, like Hollywood, right? You feel like all you get in Hollywood are remakes. I think how, I think that Niantic needs to uh, create a new original instead of just remakes of old events. Dude, I'm okay with them doing a remake of like a triple dust for a week event every summer, right? Like, Dude, you remember that? That was Dude. that was ages ago. Dude, I was in Auburn's car and we just drive around for like till 3 a.m. My ex was so mad when I came home. She, I was like, "Dude, I wasn't even out like drinking with friends. I was just out catching Pokemon." <laughs> but Amen. that's why she's. Yeah. That's why they're they're your ex. That's, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, it, I was I did feel like I was hungover. Like I did drink after those nights. Auburn would yeah. be like, "Yo, you want to come out again the next day?" I was like. Dude, I need a re- I need a rest day, man. I'm so exhausted. <laughs> but dude, those <laughs> events were great, and that was before PB was even around. But triple dust for a yeah. whole week was, was a global unlock bonus. Like, dude, what? Like, we need dust more than ever now. It's not like we need dust less. Like, we have XLs, right? Like, exactly. And, and dude, there's even more I'm- Pokemon to power up. My my favorite thing about the task right now are that you can get a task that is uh, power up a Pokemon, and you get awarded 300 dust. Or power up a Pokemon five times, you get a thousand dust. Dude, if you're a level one Pokemon, it takes you 200 dust to power up one time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what Dude, is that? You're not getting dust back for sure. But I personally have been powering up my Shundo Lugia during, during this event. So I, I need to power that up before Master League anyway. So I've been using that. But yeah, it's just, what's the point? Yeah. Dude, what's the point? It's so silly. It's silliness. Yeah. <laughs> all right mj says i u- usually listen to the show on spotify to make my friday commute home more tolerable so nice to hear defy as your guest also did i hear one of you slip a what a great year comment on the recent stream <laughs> i think so did did you say it did i say it uh, uh, i didn't do the, the, the last portland stream it must have been you did i maybe i did say it Dude, what a I'm year right i'm definitely saying it, it in hartford i feel like i might have mentioned it but i, I think i might have mentioned it but like it doesn't I think I maybe said it, but I remember thinking in the back of my head, like, I don't know how many people are going to get this because Speedy's not even co-casting with me, right? You're not even backstage, right? Yeah. No, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Breaker says, Steve IE should be on more podca- podcasts. I do not disagree with you. Agreed. Uh, you can get a lot more DeFi if you listen to the PvP Corner. Yes, PvP Corner on GoCast podcast. Yes. Justin Kim says, Addendum, I wasn't aware of the GoCast podcast or the PP Corner, and now I'm listening to both. Enjoy it. Thanks, guys. Yeah, no problem. Always get to see more podcasters in the Pokemon Go space. 
Jojo VH here. Love the shout out DeFi gave to Girls at PP server. That was a very fun episode to listen to. Yes, definitely. RC Cola says, Caleb always throwing shade. Curious to see what he has to say in response. Seems like I have to wait till the next episode to see any GOAT debate continue. <laughs> also, it was great to see DeFi on the podcast. Great battler and great guest. Big fan. No, definitely. And then, hey there, Heather says, what a great podcast. Thanks for having DeFi on. Girls at PP is, in fact, an amazing place. Love learning more about DeFi's history in Battlefield. Yeah, no, it's honestly been, it's it's so nice to see that there just even is a server like that because there wasn't yeah, one for the first, like, I wouldn't say year, like, first, like, like eight months of PvP, mm -hmm. right? And I think mm -hmm. it's it's done, it's done a lot of great things for the community. Uh, more I than agree. more than I think me and Speedy can ever even realize because one like yes like that's not our lived experience and we're not in that space but mm -hmm. I've only heard positive things so yeah and and I think it's it's always a um um a bad a thing to try to name everyone who's involved or contributed but I just want to shout out to Kachina Mum and oh, okay haha aka mm -hmm. Casey for their roles in Girls at PvP as well yeah but I know they're just again once you start naming one person it feels like you're leaving off a thousand I know that's the case here but uh. We are close to Kachina Mom and Casey, so I wanted to shout them out. Yeah. Yeah, it was Kachina Mom that founded the whole thing, too, actually. So mm -hmm. uh, really great to see it take off since then. I remember the early days where it first came out and people were tweeting about it. It was, it was wild. Yeah, it was, it was quite a time. All right. Going into our Larvesa episode, we'll cover the comments <laughs> right here. Omniaki okay. says, nice cape, Caleb. Glad you're acclimating well to LA living. What other merch did you guys pick up at EUIC? Um... Yeah, that was when I was I was cold in my seventy something degree weather in stores. Yeah, uh, it is currently seventy three right now, so I'm feeling a lot better. Um, AC is Dude, on. <laughs> you you got a you got a tattoo at, in London, right? That was one of the things you picked up. A tattoo? Yeah, dude. Yeah, on my butt, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, like uh, like the Nard dog from uh, the Office. Yeah, yeah. Except yeah, it just yeah. says Score Trapper's biggest fan. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> All right, I think I know the parameters for our next bet. Go ahead. <laughs> oh boy, dude, I did make a tattoo bet with the with two separate friends actually, and they both. Oh lost my it. god! <laughs> yeah, Jeez. I know. One of them was uh, I could pick the tattoo, and I, I I actually said like, hey, the tattoo should be my logo, right? Because then I could take a picture. I mean, my logo's not too bad looking, but I could take a picture with <laughs> no, him. No, no, no. If, if this guy doesn't even play Pokemon Go, right? He's just one of my best friends, and I could take a picture with him and be like. Yo, look at my biggest fan. He got a tattoo, right? Because I've seen people with Mystic 7 tattoos out there. I'm like, yo, I need oh, someone with no. my logo tattooed on them. Um, but he did like a double or nothing bet. He weasels way out of it eventually because his girlfriend was not happy about it. But um, <laughs> hey, man. I mean, look, again, it's how like, it works. People, people get me mad at me for it, but the response, the, the onus and responsibility has to be on the person agreeing to the bet, not the person that came up with the consequences, right? <laughs> People can be mad at me for you shaving your beard, but this this is all in your control. You just had to hit the uh hit the leaderboard, you know? Like Dude, you smooth smooth topic segue here. Um RC Cola wants to talk about the the NBA GOAT debate. Okay. The the NBA finals for this year uh -huh. uh, start on June first. Okay. That's two two episodes from now. We have hundred coming out next week, maybe yeah. hundred and one. We could dedicate a few minutes talking about the GOAT debate. Okay. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because he, he he's, actually... he's leaving comments on every one of these things. Dude, Dude and that, that gives us time to watch the 12 videos he sent us. <laughs> Dude, 12 and counting. 12 yeah, and counting. counting. Dude, I, might, I don't know if I have enough time between now and then. <laughs> I know. It's not enough time of the week, man. 
<laughs> I know, I know. Said it's home. It feels like I'm back in school again. <laughs> Except there's no deadlines. I'm procrastinating per usual. But um, oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, dude. I, again, my thing is like, if you just you just lose my respect if you have to flop, right? Flop for event. Come on, <laughs> I don't care. I don't care if it's the meta, right? You catch MJ doing that. You catch Kobe doing that, right? You catch dude. um, you catch uh, who else? Dude, Wilt Chamberlain, you know. Yeah, you can mention any. Francis Ngannou. Does he flop? I don't think so, right? Yeah. Dude. Dude, Caleb, can you hear that? LeBron just doesn't have that dog in him. <laughs> can that's you what hear I'm that? saying. You that's, typing? R- that's RC Cola. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can hear from here, too. He only lives a couple miles from me. <laughs> yeah. Literally. He's got an essay ready for me on that one. I'm just saying, like, you just don't have respect. It's just like, it's just like if, let's say, like, the, the best Pokemon Go player, right, the GOAT of Pokemon Go is, like, is like you know, has, like, incredible history and record and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you still lose my respect if you have, like, the worst sportsmanship in the world, right? Like, if you're, like, trying to weasel away out of, like, every situation, try to, like, dispute everything, even when it's, like, the most minor thing, like, you just lose my respect, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's how it is. Anyway, Joe Carbone says, hey, guys, absolutely love the podcast. Been listening since episode one. Yo, a dedicated Woo! fan. Love it. And been loving all the content as the podcast has evolved over time. Thank you for the amazing content. I hope to battle you again in person soon, Caleb. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm trying to think, well, Joe Joe. Car- Carbone probably isn't their username, so let me know what your username is too. I might remember that one, um, especially if you destroyed me too. I definitely remember those. I just, I definitely remember all the times I get just whooped. Um, I'm a performance psychology consultant and mental skills coach, and I'm hoping to maybe work with some Pokemon Go players. With that, oh yeah, I know this person. I, it's um, it's a previous local mine from Georgia. Um, so mm-hmm. with that in mind, I got three questions and thoughts for you guys. One, can you explain the logistics of playing in a regional, both before and during? The competition how much time between rounds of the day of are there any breaks etc yeah so typically speaking um at the moment this moment in time i the old format was we have like a morning session and afternoon session so if you're in split bracket paused. a and b yeah split pods you'd be a you'd be in the morning session c and d you'd be in the afternoon sessions and the time in between that would probably be 30 minutes to an hour for each round uh but now we do like all pods at the same time so a through d all at once right especially if it's a bigger tournament and mm-hmm. essentially, you have a every time you battle, you wait till the next pods to go, right? So if I if I'm pod A, I wait until pods B, C, and D to finish before I go to onto my next round. Yes. that can take anywhere between like an hour to an hour and a half. So it does take a while. So you have some a lot of downtime. But you could watch a stream. I mean, mostly we're just watching a stream, right? Or maybe get some food. Mm-hmm. I definitely got some food in San Diego, because uh, San Diego is a big one. So there's a lot of time. As the day goes on. The round time between reduces because there's less players. Right, double elimination is more people getting knocked out, so there's less people. So that there might be pods B and D going on, B A and B going on at the same time because they could fit yep. more people in the area. Yeah. Yes. Uh, number two, the question is for each of you: What was the most stressful and challenging challenging experience competing, and how did you work through it? What was it for you? Well, uh, again, like uh, not having competed in a play Pokemon event yet, mm-hmm. I will have to draw my self experience. And I think that um, no matter no matter how no matter which platform you're approaching in terms of battling, you need to hone in on your own practice style. I know, for example, Rise to Occasion. When you practice with Rise, uh, one of the most consistent best trainers in the world, he doesn't want to do any more than two to five battles at a time. He thinks that after a couple of sets, people will start to bring whatever they feel like, and it's not like legitimate, worthy Mm -hmm. practice. He wants to simulate that best of three environment as closely as possible, right? 
for me, I'm the opposite. I want as many possible scrims as I can get. When I was prepping for Silk Worlds, I literally took a screenshot of all my opponent's teams and I gave them to people like Caleb, to people like For the Battles, uh, to people, you know, the best trainers I could find in the world, like Arrow, right? And I said, run this team how you think this trainer will run it. And then I'll try to just beat it. I'll try to find a way around it. And I would track the teams that they use. And I started to see patterns in what people were doing. So again, like I say, in, in terms of team reading, half of it is knowing your team. The other half, the other 50% is anticipating what your opponent's going to do. And some people like Caleb can do that pretty well without too much uh, scrim practice prior. So to answer your question, the most stressful thing is, is honing in on what your practice method is, and then getting the practice that you need, whether it's messaging people, coordinating battles, doing scrims, you don't want to show up to a tournament feeling underprepared and not, not preparing the way that you want to. For example, if you want to prepare like Ryzen and Caleb and only do a few scrims, you shouldn't like overburden yourself with hundreds and hundreds of games because then you're not going to feel like you're in your best state to perform. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great answer too. Um, for me personally, I mean, as uh, someone that's only competed in one regional so far, uh, but after this weekend, it'll be two. Um, but uh, uh, I would say, I think the main thing is like, like especially if you're down, right? Like if if you're like you're you're down in a match, right? Especially you lose game one, right? It just takes like you just gotta like persevere, right? You gotta believe in yourself. Yeah. Just take it one game at a time, right? Don't even worry about game three. Worry about game number two, right? Um, I remember specifically like in one of my it was against this guy named Dapper Dis from San Diego. Uh, I lost game one. And then game two, I literally thought I was about to lose, right? And it came down to a literal tie, right? So we had to rematch game two, and I was able to win the two and three barely, right? But like literally in that first initial game two, it came down to a tie where I had to I had to lock on down a Medicham with my <laughs> Reggie Seal, right? And let me tell you how close it is. It's simultaneously KO'd. I I fainted out to a counter at the same time they fanned out to a lockout. Like it's so it's literally one turn of a difference, right? Um but like I just I was just like because at that point I was just like I was stuck in the meta mirror and my manager team didn't have psychics so I was just like I think I just straight up lose I have like like th like five HP left on my Reggie mm -hmm. seal in the back right but I'm not gonna I'm still gonna just fight through right and I think like you know like again losing the first game then tying almost losing second game you just got to make the adjustment you just got to yeah. power through right I think like Doombugs are really I I've talked about this a lot but I think Doombugs is a great example of this like when he's losing like like I, I don't know how it feels inside but at least like on the outside you don't see the stress right you don't see no. like i think that's the thing like if you look at some players like they're they're more prone to be like discouraged sometimes right yeah. you can tell sometimes from the facial expression or they might say it on twitter or whatever right and i think like that that mental fortitude and strength is very very uh important in trying to like staying afloat and at the end of the day like just think about it at the end of the day right like if you lose you lose for me, like, especially San Diego, I think the less pressure you put on yourself, the better, right? I think the more pressure you put on yourself, like, the more mm -hmm. it probably, yes. like, like kind of impacts your, you know, your mental health and stuff. But, yeah. like, for me, like, I remember going to day number two for San Diego. I was like, dude, I'm in the winner's bracket, which means I had to get, I have to lose twice to be knocked out. That means I at least get to be on stream two more times. That's pretty hype, right? In, mm -hmm. in my mind, I was thinking, like, all right, like, even if I go 0-2 here, like, at least I, I get to play around on stream, you know, put on a show, whatever. Yeah um so yeah. i think try to just like reframe it you know obviously when you're in the moment like no one wants to lose on stream right like and no one wants to lose and go 0-2 at a regional or 1-2 but um but i think just having that positive mindset that resilience is really important 
Yeah. Just one final point to piggyback off, off of what Caleb said. I think you, like you said, reframe. I think you need to have, you need to focus on your internal locus of control, right? Mm-hmm. Focus on what you can do in that second game, that third game, and don't focus on the external, right? The external might be the crowd that's watching, being on stream, uh, a misplay that you made in the past, mm-hmm. um, being down a game. Like that's all external, right? That's yeah. what's, what's happened in the past. You need to focus on what's right in front of you. And secondly, to my point about practice, that all also carries over into the tournament setting. You need to be comfortable with the breaks between rounds and not get cold or hot or anxious or or whatever might distract you. And I, I've said this once before, but Caleb, I could I could see when Caleb was battling Ramberto, I could see the lock-in screens. Ramberto took the full three minutes almost <laughs> every single time to look at his team because that's his method, that's his mode, mm-hmm. right? Caleb, he would lock in within 30 seconds. And what I what I'm getting at is that Caleb make makes it a point not to overthink. He doesn't overthink mm-hmm. his line. He says, whatever I see, I think this is a good plan. And whatever I see, I'm just going to play out of it as best I can and just go from there. Whereas Roberto is imagining every single scenario. So if you're a Roberto style player, don't try to be Caleb. If you're Caleb, don't try to be Roberto and sit there for four minutes thinking about your teams because you're just going to drive yourself crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, and, and the main thing is like, even if you lock in, you should still have a plan, right? And that's of my course. main thing. It's like, like, okay, if I see this in the lead, I already know what I'm going to do, right? I, yeah. For the way I think about it, it's just like, I can sit here and think about it all I want. I still might get RPS, right? Like, like no matter how much you think of it, they might just think of the line to counter yours, right? So, yeah. like, I always say, like, I, I sometimes I tell my teammates to say, right? Spend less time like trying to come up with the perfect line and think about how you play out of the bad scenarios with the line you go in with. Right. Obviously, like there's some bad lines that you just shouldn't run. But like in general, I mean, especially in a regional, like I mean, at the grand finals, like at that point, like I played all weekend with the team. Like I already kind of know what to run. Right. And like like generally, like what's just bad. Right. That's why I wasn't bringing Bastion to every game. I already knew it was just so bad to his team. Right. Um, but yes. yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, different approaches and stuff. I think just finding your own approach and just, you know figuring out how to like capitalize on it. And then the last and final question is, what do you do to manage all the different information you have to track during a game slash sets? What do mm. you do, Speedy? <laughs> dude, dude, it's, um. so again, this, this goes to the preparation phase. Like one of the things that really helped me to win worlds is that I looked at, at the micro adjustments and movements that I made throughout the match. So for example, if you look at um, Rainy Cast Form versus Alolan Raichu, you need to know when you can afford to switch in or switch out of a matchup and still win that matchup. So for example, if, if the Alolan Raichu gets two Volt switches, can my opponent then switch something in and beat me? Or do I have a chance to win in a, in a two shield scenario with a, with a two Volt switch advantage? Mm-hmm. Like looking at the minor things and just being so incredibly comfortable with what you want to do that you don't have to really think about it. You're like, okay, I've been in this scenario. I know what I need to do and I'm just going to execute. Because mm-hmm. if you're constantly like second guessing counts, if you're trying to figure out where your opponent is in energy, if you're trying to like, if you have a bunch of question marks in your mind, it's much harder to maintain a clear view of what you want to do. Right. You need to have a lot more answers in your mind or like, like Caleb said, this is also similar, right? Build in scenarios that you recognize you can leverage to get out of bad situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think uh, my teammate Auburn is like one of the best at this is yes. like retaining information you've seen throughout the match, right? Like if they swap out with energy, knowing how many like mud shots yeah. they rake out off, knowing how close they are to move already, knowing, I mean, he's not like perfect. Like he knows all of it, but if you watch his Charlotte, 
battles like mm-hmm. he is so on point with his counts right and knows exactly like how to min and max like his pokemon right um and like i, I sometimes i'm like okay with it i definitely make m- more misplays than someone like Auburn and stuff and some other people that are really good with their counts but i think like that's something i do with my patrons as well is i would like like voice over one of my battles and say like Here's what I'm thinking this time, right? This Swamper left with an Earthquake, and I have a Toxapex on a Glare and Sunfist. Why am I shielding an Earthquake here from the yes. Glare and Sunfist when I know they have an Earthquake in the back, and I know I don't have one? And at the back of my mind, I'm like, well, I only got one Wincon, right? Because I have a Bastion as my third Pokemon, so there's no way Bastion takes out Glare and Sunfist, so I let this Earthquake go. I need to shield and catch the Earthquake from the Swamper on, like, a low HP Medicham in order to win this, right? That's why I only yes. win con, right? And, like, it sounds, yep. like, dumb to spend your final shield on Galarian Stumpfist Earthquake when the Swamper, a Shadow Swamper has an Earthquake in the back. But you just have to say, like, I lose either way if I don't shield this Earthquake. My only yep. win con is making a catch, right? So, like, yeah. it, again, it's just, like, it's, like, if you have that knowledge in the back of your mind, like, how much energy, how much, like, what moves they have banked, with that knowledge, you're able to get to the middle stage, which is the decision-making. And then the final stage is the execution, right? So yeah. you need to uh, once you get to the middle stage, you make the right decision, execute, GGs, if, world champ if in the making. If you if you can imagine again, if you can imagine a game as a juggling act, right? You essentially have five items that you're juggling. I'll just call them like little boxes, right? You've yeah. got they're energy. Not swords. <laughs> they're not swords, thankfully, right? Because I get stabbed a lot. Uh, you get <laughs> stabbed. One, oh, you would get stabbed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would get stabbed. Yeah. So the first one is energy right? Your, your energy, your opponent's energy. That's the first box. The second box is team composition, especially if you've only seen one or two Pokemon, you need to predict mm-hmm. the third. The third one is the switch timer. You see a lot of people make insane catches right when the switch timer expires. You need to have like a, like a timer that goes off. As mm-hmm. soon as you see the switch, you need to count mentally, subconsciously 60 seconds into the future, right? Mm-hmm. So energy, team comp, switch timer. The fourth one is fast and charge attack intervals, knowing mm-hmm. when to throw. This is like what you do on autopilot when you're in a matchup. And the fifth one is win condition. Like Caleb said, he didn't even say it like um, like straight up, but he if you read into it, you can see what he's getting at, recognizing your win condition when it appears. And mm-hmm. I think the best trainers take like mental snapshots three or four times a match and say, if I if I have this information, what are my win conditions? And as Wild Susan Boyle said, before you start a game, you have infinite win conditions. But as mm-hmm. the game progresses, it whittles down to fewer and fewer until maybe you only have one. Yeah exactly exactly um hopefully those were i, I know we're a little long-winded on a response but hopefully those answer your questions joe and yeah. thank you for the comments um triptondo says yeah i am a fan of the 100 dude fantastic show you should check it out speedy if you have some time it's good it's a lot of seasons but it's good okay come on now you got netflix you just watch on the plane man you know um and then he said uh, the earlier seasons were definitely better than the later ones, but I had to watch the series till the end. I love the quote, may we meet again, but I use it in a way more positive way than they do in the series. Yeah, and, and the way they do it in the series, it's like, they say may we meet again because they're like about to die, right? Oh. So they're like, oh, maybe meet Spoiler. again, another life or, well, it's, they say a lot, a lot of people I, die in the I show, know. so it's, know. you know, you know, but. Wait, but somebody dies a, in the show? Oh my God. <laughs> dude, episode one. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> episode episode zero yeah um, well, there's only it's a, left right <laughs> yeah essentially essentially the show premise is it's like 20 like 2000 like 100 or 2200 something year, year right ad and the the planet went through like a nuclear war so like the mm-hmm. whole entire planet was like inhabitable and they have a giant orbiting spaceship around the earth that hosts like thousands of people 
and people from all over the world, like different countries and stuff, are all living in this. And they've had like already like two or three generations of people at this point on this mm. floating ship. And they need to send a hundred, that's why I called one hundred, one hundred juvenile like delinquents to Earth to test if it's habitable. Because the ship is no longer sure. is about to like run out of like the resources. Sure. So yeah. they need to guinea pig it, right? For the wow. hundred. Yeah. Yeah. So so can you trust a hundred juvenile delinquents to, to test it for you? Because <laughs> they're like, oh, you need to send us info back to the ship, right? You think they can? Yeah. But anyway, it's a great show. It's it's it gets it's pretty uh it's pretty wild. Uh, Mike Daniel says, "Hey guys, I got a question for you. What is the point of battling battle training option against team leaders? Don't you think they can make more out of the function just to give them random meta Pokemon and don't have delays and shielding the first charge move? I think it would be a real upgrade for the function. Sometimes I'm all done with my sets and so on a battle. Would be nice if I could use some proper sparring battles instead of this nonsense. Anyways, love your podcast. Keep up the good work. Yes, I got an answer for you, Mike. I think the original purpose of this." Was really because the people that prestiged gyms, right? Remember the prestiging badge? I forgot what it's yes. called. It's like battle against like I don't know, train, uh, train, train your Pokemon or something like that, right? Uh, yeah, it's like a boxing glove or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you train. Like you were no longer able to do that when they got to the newer gym system, which is not that new anymore. But like back in like twenty, yeah, I guess like only a year, right? It's, it's only after mm. a year the game releases it changed, right? So the old yes. gym. So, so 2017 was when they introduced the the new gym system. I, the, the gym system hasn't changed since 2017, man. Six years, wow. Yeah. Um, but uh, so once they had that, you couldn't prestige, you couldn't train up your own gym, or you couldn't battle your own gym. So people were stuck on that badge. Yeah. And some people were literally at like 999, right? They literally couldn't get that final one to get that gold. And then they brought that on, and then now people were able to get that badge by training, right? So it's a way to just farm that training badge essentially mm-hmm. honestly i think that's the main reason they did it i don't think there's any real purpose to it and the only thing i use it for i do use it like daily the reason why i use it is just to get my buddy hearts for my pokemon yep use them in battle and that's it that's literally it like it's easy peasy i just go in i quit out i get this heart you don't have to battle the whole thing you said about the whole thing for a while but you don't battle the whole thing anymore mm-hmm. it's I don't know, Mike. You you bring up a great point though. It's it doesn't really yeah. serve any purpose besides those two, in my opinion. I mean, I guess you could like test out like charging me animations if you're trying to teach someone how to play a game, like, oh yeah, like, true. Try throwing dazzling just the animation. But like honestly, like after like ten minutes, like what else are you gonna do with that, right? It's it's a very it's a very, very, very basic way for people to put themselves into a one v one scenario that's similar to rockets and PvP, right? Yeah. It's like you're in a comfortable environment. You're with your team leader. It's very, very much like a gateway style thing. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, think about it. You're either in a gym battling, you know, with probably your friends in a circle, or you're in a raid battling with your other friends in a circle against one opponent. So, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think it has a huge purpose beyond that. Could it expand into much better things? And should gyms and team leaders be remodeled? Yes, and yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, yes, and all the above. Manning way. says, who cares about being the GOAT in basketball? <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're good in such a niche sport as long as you're not the GOAT in soccer, which you uh, – wh- what are you actually even doing? <laughs> the Thank viewership you, of soccer games is 69% higher than the viewership of basketball games. So you two better get off uh, – get our uh, uh, expletive together because this is the worst <laughs> sports podcast I've ever listened to. <laughs> P.S. I will listen to the next episode anyways because – though because I need to fuel my rage. I mean, you talking about soccer, Manny. I know you love football. You're literally your whole usage is 
based off of uh, uh, Eli Manning here, right? Come on now, dude. <laughs> Big Giants. You know, fan. you know, you know that Manning is shouting out to my comments to Squirrel Trapper from last time, right? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was like, why should anybody waste her time with any anything besides Dota, right? Or League of Legends, dude. dude. Manning, you're the man. Manning's, Manning's the Manning's trying to take uh, the ultimate troll spot from Squirrel Trapper. It's a, it's a back and forth. <laughs> Because so Squirrel Trapper is more serious, he doesn't even realize he's a real troll. Exactly. Manny, yeah. yeah, Manny dropped a bunch of emotes in this one too. <laughs> it's Man- some clown emojis. <laughs> Manning, Manning is like, I know, dude, it's so good. Oh, man, Manning so is funny. like, is like, he's like the Batman, right? Everybody on the outside is scared of him, but on the inside, he's actually a good guy. And then Squirrel Trapper is just straight up the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he really is. I feel like the Joker is like giving too much credit. I say like maybe like the Riddler, like a smaller villain. The Riddler. Yeah, a smaller villain. <laughs> Oh, he's he's Cobblepot. He's uh, the penguin. <laughs> <laughs> that I can see. Just act like penguin, you know, acting like he's like high and mighty and stuff, right? Fancy than anyone else. Anyway, yeah. I can't wait till the next school trouble comment. Uh, Justin says <laughs> I wrote an in-depth comment about how MJ was clearly better than LeBron, but then deleted it because it was too long. Bring <laughs> Summary, it back. MJ was better, which is clear by nearly every subjective and objective metric rc cole you listen man i know you listen RC. uh justin continues also recency bias is real as evidenced by the fact that we're having this debate anyway the most interesting part of the spark event which is somehow way worse than the mystic non-event uh despite having a new pokemon new shinies double hatch dust were the boxes as everyone knows the boxes are hot garbage he said, I missed that catchphrase. Yeah, we got to bring it back because there's some hot garbage going on these days. Um, oh, but man. the new Voyager box is relatively unterrible. <laughs> I like that phrase. Um, I was having an internal argument. It's not great, but Niantic's probably not going to stop being awful to players anytime soon. So maybe I should just get it when I realized what I was doing. I used to merely spend coins on adventure boxes and remote raid passes. And now I feel bad spending any coins on anything. I don't even know what I'm hoping for at this point. I don't want the game to implode, though it feels like that's happening anyway. But I also kind of do so somebody is forced to fix it. Well, glad you guys are here anyway, and I didn't buy the box. Then Nathan (laughs) responds... Uh, objectively better in what ways braun has more points assists rebounds, points, more playoff points rebounds assists more final experience in a uh, more talent filled league while taking terms that had no business being there 07 and or while taking teams that had no business being there 07 18 especially carry teams that otherwise were trash before and after he was there when mj went to baseball and both still made the playoffs what objective measures are you trying to point out I just want to hand that to RC Cola. I think that's just that's for him to set up there. <laughs> yeah. And the Justin response, damn, you called me on my hot take. It is definitely oh, more nuanced go. than I implied. Those stats you reference are <laughs> consequent to LeBron's playing almost 50% more games than MJ. <laughs> of course, they're going to favor the guy who played a lot more games. The stats I refer to above are those comparing peak MJ with peak LeBron. When compared, MJ goes out on top in most categories of importance. For example, he cracked 10 VORP as incredible six seasons out of 15. What's VR, VROP stand for? I'll, I'll research it while you, uh, okay. while you comment. Um, is this efficiency rating? Um, anyways, uh, whereas LeBron only did that twice in 2008 and 2009 with the Cavs out of 20 seasons. Mm. So he did six out of 15, whereas two out of 20. That's 20 seasons so far. That's a pattern. V-O- that's, yeah, go ahead. Go go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. What's the VR, VORP stand for? 
VORP stands for value over replacement player, which is a calculation of the number of points that a player contributed per 100 team possessions above a replacement level player. So if you bring somebody in from the bench, are they going to be as efficient as the person you're talking about? Oh, gotcha. Wow, that's an interesting stat line. See, I know I'm this is I'm telling you, this could go really two. deep. Yeah. This, this yeah. could go very deep. And and when I hit the show more and my, my comment section went so deep that I had to scroll <laughs> up, I knew this was going to be a bear. Dude, by episode 200, this debate still could be going on. Um, <laughs> Justin continues, the totals will always... Uh, all right, so the, that's a pattern that's repeated in uh, BP, um, BPM... <laughs> Win shares, uh, WS slash 48, offensive win shares, and even usage percentage. Almost every advanced metric that accounts for environment, teams, league, etc. favors MJ. The totals will always go LBJ's way just through sheer volume, which is actually, in my opinion, the best argument for why LBJ is, a, is greater. His window of greatness has extended an almost unfathomable length of time. Definitely can't argue with that one. It's been great to watch his career arc, and I'll miss him when it's over. But I still favor MJ overall, and this is way too much sports talk for a go podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Nathan, for calling me out on this one. Dude, um, that's – okay, so that is when you you think you know something, and you ask somebody, and they really know their stuff. BPM, for those of you that don't know, including myself, stands for box plus minus – this is based on the box store. Sorry, I'm just going to start over. This is based on the box score for evaluating basketball players' quality and contribution to the team from play-by-play regression. BPM takes box score stats from an individual and team level and tries to estimate player performance relative to the NBA average. This goes deep, Caleb. This is like, this is, I forgive my French. This is numbers porn, right? We're going like <laughs> real deep into the statistics mm-hmm. here. Yeah, our friends at Drinkovis will love that stuff too. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, sure Polly is stimulated by this. If he says, and Polly's a big basketball fan too. Actually, I should have asked. We should did we did we even ask him last week? Right? I need no, to ask him did, later. That's what didn't come up at all. Yeah, we should ask him uh, who he thinks the goat is. He plays. So funny enough, I used to work at the university he was a PhD student at, and I was the coach of our weightlifting, uh, uh, Olympic weightlifting club, and so the weight room was right past the basketball course the indoor basketball courts mm-hmm. and i kid you not pre-covid when i was going to the gym i think i'd see poly less two or three times a week when i'm wa- and i was only in practice like four times a week right so the majority of the time i'm walking by like late afternoon like early evening and he's always playing basketball on the courts like just pick up basketball with people right and this guy's just laying his body on the line he's like diving for everything right like i don't even know he's making the best plays but he's like going hard right and so i walked i remember walking i i walked by he's just like diving at my feet while i'm walking by i'm like oh damn, okay all right got some uh yeah i got a little hooper here Anyway, so I know he likes his basketball. I'm curious what his thoughts are on this. Um, anyway, I mean, Paul is probably listening to this, so let us know in some <laughs> comments down the road. In episode 99, I guess. Uh, Michael Davis says, I want to give a solid endorsement to Charles Wayland's comment about a master's division for those of us over 55. I can't play GPL or my fashion battles without my readers. <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've watched some fashions recap with Swampier's battles, and that guy's reflexes are insane compared to mine. Yeah, Swampier is definitely a younger trainer. Um, that would be interesting. Honestly, I think like if we continue growing the growing the esport, I think that is a potential. We'll have to see though, because I don't think they do a master's division for like any esport, but that would be a good way to like improve inclusivity and also like longevity and stuff. It could be interesting. I don't know. We'll have to talk I to agree. Daniel about it and TPCI. But uh that obviously will not be something coming out 
anytime soon. But no. But hey, let me just say there are definitely some badass battlers out there that are definitely older as well too. I've Dude. lost it plenty, so don't uh, don't count yourself out. Even if you have the readers on, you know, no no shame hey. in that. Nope. Um, Sabine Keller says Squirrel Trapper will be the only one to show up on the next regionals without a Squirrel Trapper shirt. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> uh, and then Sabino says, we'll "Yeah, Sabino says, thank you, Caleb and Speedy. Thank you so much for giving me more information around grassroots tournaments and where I might find some footage. I'll go on my hunts." <laughs> yeah, speaking of grassroots, so it's still grassroots is dying off, but I'm hopeful. So, uh, continuing on, on Sunday, I actually managed to stumble across the charity battles on Pranav's Twitch channel. I really enjoyed watching some of those battles; they were so so great. But it was difficult to stay awake since I live in northern Germany and it got very oh late there. Goodness. I watched more at some point uh, of time. I'm glad I, that I had the opportunity to do so. One thing I also really enjoyed was to watch how Star Casting, he looked so amazed all the time. It was so contagious and it even doubled the fun I had uh, I already had watching. Yeah, it's kind of cool too because a lot of these grassroots tournaments, the shout casting, you see the face cams. Uh, for official like tournament stuff, we don't have face cams during the battles, mm-hmm. which... I still prefer because I think from a of official esports like situation that is ideal, right? That is how esports are casted. You don't want to look mm-hmm. at like you want to look at the information on screen, especially with like mobas and other stuff and shooters. Like there's just too much going on screen to like look at the casters' faces. Yep. But um, but it is a nice little like wrinkle that you have in grassroots. Um, I will yeah. say too, if you like the graphics, like team graphics from that tournament, yo, shout out to Speedy man. He made those graphics. They look good i don't know what did you make that like i don't even know where you got these graphics from man those are like those are some really cool pokemon they, they, they look like almost like like dude speak about like rising heroes that was like the rising heroes graphic i was hoping for right that looked like dude. a comic book right with the stuff it looked really cool like action figures that that honestly that means a lot to me because that was the whole goal right if you go to the catch a million website a lot of their their stuff is based around being a hero right trying to actually uh you know help people in a selfless way and a lot of the graphics they use are comic based like their their trainers that for example were like the leaders for these uh, for the fundraiser were like caricatures they were like comic book versions of the people they weren't actual Mm. photos of them right like drawings so so again like when we say missed opportunities for niantic and rising heroes it just fit right because rising heroes is the current season and then it was a comic book theme for the catch a million fundraiser so it's just like it all came together um and thank you for the for the kind words man it was really fun to put that together um i want to mention as well i think pranav is going to drop this news very soon probably this week but uh first of all sabine thank you for tuning into the stream you are a big part of the reason that our stream for that fundraiser for the saint baldrick's catch a million which is an annual thing happens every year in april People like you coming to the stream are a big reason why we were the biggest donator, the biggest single donator to the foundation this year. That tournament stream That's raised huge. more money than any other uh, people, any other person or group that contributed to the fundraiser. That's amazing. That's incredible. Yeah, I think shout out to everyone donating was involved in it too. I mean, I think that's something I love about Go. That's something that actually inspired me to go full time in content creation with mm-hmm. Go. Is that like there's more? It's not. It's more than just a video game, right? You could do these fundraisers and charities that we had over the years and um, mm-hmm. make an impact outside just playing a video game, right? Which is what I was like, wow. I was like, okay, there, there's something to yeah. this. Um, JK says, yo, can you put a section divider on the podcast between the common replies and the content? Dude, can do. Sure. I mean, I don't know. Sure. I don't think it's possible for me to do it for the audio version, but for YouTube, yeah, I'll put a, I'll put a little timestamp there because, you know, I know some a lot of people love the GOAT discussion with NBA stuff, but not everyone's a fan. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, starting from episode nine nine from this from this episode. Yeah. Uh, the gym jammer says baconator uh, reigns supreme. Spicy chicken is decent as well. I mean, it was not supreme yeah. in your in your intestines that day, unfortunately. Uh, it but. was yeah. It was it was <laughs> there are hits and misses, and that was a yeah. miss. But generally, yes, baconator is yeah. is bay. Uso45 says, hello, class, longtime listeners since episode one on Spotify and just recently Woo! swapped to YouTube. I used to let episodes stack for long trips until I realized I'm listening. You guys uh, gave tips on events that happened months ago. <laughs> uh, new PP feature to spice things up and piss off everyone. Remember how charge moves used to be taking a, a jackhammer to your screen to tap the circle? Change it up again. <laughs> now you have Pokeball in the center of your screen. You have to physically move the phone up and down to hit the bubbles. <laughs> oh my god dude, that'd be like playing flappy bird uh <laughs> right it would it would oh man we got some more goat talk prep yourselves all right conky says goat talk again to clarify i've been a nuggets fan since i've liked the nba and carmelo was my favorite player not lebron or his teams and i was fortunate enough to see jordan as a kid but i can appreciate greatness when i see it lebron was drafted 03 mj's last year in the league and only five years after his last ship um championship but different errors right also mj age showed late uh stats declined a lot in the late 30s unlike lebron's so he got drafted into a tougher era and then had to adjust to the current three-point era mid-career in which he still won rings talent and scoring are way up now like in the 80s when they had to expand the league and teams weren't as good all around in the 90s. The NBA could do for another expansion. Now let's talk about the flops. Yes, he flopped. The flop error came about by the NBA calling more fouls. All players took advantage of it. Therefore, every, uh, either criticize or asterisk every player in the last 10 years or more or, or none. Or none. LeBron is 6'8", 240 plus pounds. Would he even get all the fouls on him if he didn't? Ask yourself if you see other people in the same league doing the same thing you do, but are getting fouls and you're just taking the hits. What would you do? Also, not defending flopping. I don't care for it, and it got overplayed. But that's how the game was called. And don't tell me players from other eras wouldn't do it if they play now. That would be tactically stupid. You know? Yeah. This I, is. I gotta say, that's my that's my own litmus test, Conky. I don't I don't disagree with you. That it might be the meta stuff, but I'm not into it. Yeah. I'm not into uh, it. And- and that's the thing, right? Like as as sports ch- look here. Here's the thing, right? As sports change throughout the years, people gain and lose interest, right? Mm-hmm. I think that if you look at football, if you look at the concussion protocols, the targeting, right? There's a lot of debate about what's safe and what isn't. I think that a lot of the players are probably happy that they're more protected, but a lot of the fans, right? Famously, former President Trump would say, "Oh, football's soft. You know, it's not mm-hmm. like it used to be. They should really hit each other." You know, there's all those kinds of arguments that can be made. And this is, goes back to what RC said. Flopping, for better or worse, is the meta. And a lot of people will decide to watch it or not to watch it for mm-hmm. those reasons, right? So maybe Caleb and I are just kind of boomers because, I mean, I don't love watching the flopping either. But like you said, it would be stupid to, to like take a bunch of hits and not get, uh, you know, not get uh, free throws or penalty throws for it when you're in, in this meta. I mean, I think... Yeah, I don't know if it would like go against this contract stuff. He might be fine for it. But I think if I'm in the position of LeBron with that much influence, seeing as the best player in the current like in modern day time, mm-hmm. why not just raise awareness around the issue and call out the league commissioners or whatever? Again, you might get fined for it. I don't know. Host like a campaign, <laughs> whatever, right? But just call people out for it. Like you don't say rest made bad calls, be like, 
call the other players. I don't know. Like, do something, right? Like, change the culture. Don't just fall into it, in my opinion, right? I think that's what a true leader does is when you see something wrong, you don't just go into it because that's what everyone else is doing. You you set a new standard, right? That's mm-hmm. my expectation. Again, like, I'm not LeBron. I'm not in that position of power, so I can't say anything. I will give an example of, you know, like, I think I'm always kind of resistant to some of the things if I just don't believe in it. But one example is, for coaching this might be not be the best example parallel but like coaching for gbl right when you're coaching and stuff right mm-hmm. um i know there was a lot of controversy back in the day where people were like piloting their students right like oh we do this yes. swap her to this blah blah right and i do my best actually not to do any piloting because in my opinion i was like look you make your decision i'll tell you what you could have done better afterward right because there's you're not going to learn as much if i just tell you like hey swap after this do after this right mm-hmm. i'll be like uh, i don't know about that swap right or i don't know about this right and sometimes i'll be wrong but a lot of times i'll be correct in my assessment of it after the fact but i think again ethically speaking i don't love the concept of piloting right is there anything tos or like illegal about it no but mm-hmm. again for me like it's something i i don't agree with and i will i would never be the kind of coach in pvp to pilot right and i think for the betterment of my patrons and my students uh hopefully that goes better long term uh, i do a lot of feedback Agreed. videos for my patrons too instead of just uh like just live stream coaching as well but um you know that's just me again maybe i'm like i i definitely know that of people in the world i'm always going to be more on the extreme side you know like those surveys right where they're like uh answer from like zero to five like how you feel right I'm always a zero or five. I'm not like the middle. Dude, I, I, I say this actually with my team for factions, right? For cool cats. Every week, our uh, Twasta, our teammate, posts a poll, like a poll saying like, mm. how, available, how available are you to play this week, right? Zero as sure. not available at all. Five as like, I really want to play, right? I'm, I'm free. I have a lot of time mm-hmm. and stuff. I'm almost the only person to ever put five. It literally should just be Caleb's like category and everyone else is like a bunch of fours or threes or twos and ones, right? Or zeros, right? But I literally am almost the only person that puts five. I think coaching mom actually put five for this week too, so she'll be playing as well. But typically speaking, yeah. it's just me, right? But again, I know I'm on the extreme end, right? And so um Yeah, I'm not without faults, but I think that's that's kind of how I feel about the flop situation. I don't know, maybe a different time. Maybe different era, you know. Maybe if Kobe was playing actively during this time, MJ was playing actively during this time, they'd be flopping too. But mm-hmm. I can't, I can't judge off of that. Anyway, yeah. again, I still think he's the best player of this decade of modern day time. But oh, any means, obviously, right? we're just talking about the best of all time of all yeah. of all years. And yeah. I don't know. Again, I'm also yeah. not like I'm not the most well versed in basketball, right? I wasn't able to pull all those stats like. Um, like Justin was as well, and some other people. So, um, yeah. our opinion on this is take it with a grain or a handful of salt, right? Yeah, exactly. <sighs> Michael Perez says, "What feature do you think in Pokemon Go does not need an update slash fix?" Oh shoot! <laughs> There's a couple questions. So we'll talk <laughs> Much about harder those. question. Yeah. Um. Huh. Good question. Quick catching. <laughs> I mean, fast catching. Yeah. I'm glad they never patched that. Right. Um. That was nice. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm blanking. I mean, honestly, I will say, I feel like PvP was a happy accident, right? I see like almost like Super Smash Bros. Melee as this, right? Like PvP ends up being way more competitive and nuanced than they probably intended it, right? There's a yeah. lot of nuance to it. It seems so simple, like three Pokemon, you have a switch timer, you go in and out and stuff like that. But there's so many little intricacies and strategies you can implement into it 
that makes it a lot more fun and mm-hmm. detailed than we would have anticipated. And I do appreciate Niantic and their original developers for PP on that. Um, but how intentional that was, different story. But um, I and I will say, there's a lot of quality of life updates that happen over the years, and it's hard to see until you compare it to back in the day. Like if you look at old PP footage, you're like, "What am I looking at?" The switch thing, huge change, right? You can just click <laughs> the on, but you don't have, yeah, you don't have to pull up the switch tray and click on like the Pokemon. Like that was a huge change for the better, right? Yeah. Props, big props to Niantic for that one, right? I will say that. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? No, no, no. I, I agree. I, I feel like again, a lot of the, <laughs> a lot of the changes are so gradual, right? Even the changes in font. When you look at the game from when it first started versus now, or the changes in the layout. When you look at a Pokemon and you scroll, like how the assets are organized on the screen. There's so many subtle changes that have happened. The one thing I'm happy with right now is, uh, is actually the Team Rocket, uh, in Encounter. So I think the Team Rocket encounter is very good. You get, you know, your Stardust, you get to catch a Shadow Pokemon. There are three Pokemon that you have to battle. There is a delay between switches and and new Pokemon coming in. So you can actually over farm energy, learn how to stack your moves. Uh, You can, you know, play around with switches. You can learn your typings. And when you beat the Team Rocket leader, you get the 12 kilometer egg, which I think is also pretty cool. Honestly, I'm very happy with how Team Rocket encounters are right now in the game. I don't think they need to change. I agree with you there. I think that's I think that's a great one too. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Uh, wh- all right. Second question: What was the last positive and meaningful feature released on Pokemon Go? Update does not count like Mega Rework. Um, Mega Rework was what I was gonna say. Yeah, Mega Rework is a good one. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Um, I will say this is something small. I don't even know if this is the most meaningful, but like back in the day, if um. If you're uh if let's say you you're like outside of a rage radius and your bag is full, you had mm. to like you couldn't go back you had to like like transfer Pokemon and go back in, right? And you had to go back to the gym, right? Or if it expired, right, then you just can't catch it at all. Nowadays, if your Pokemon storage is full, it takes you to your Pokemon storage, you could transfer something and then go and catch the counter, even if I think if the raid expired, yep. but also definitely if the you're outside the raid radius. It's like a small quality of life thing that I didn't notice until I had like max out like storage. But it is um it's just like a little thing that I think is nice. Yeah. Again, I don't know if it's like huge, yeah. hugely meaningful, but yeah, uh, I did appreciate the the refresh they gave to gyms. If you look at gyms from a year ago versus mm-hmm. you know like raids now excuse i should say raids if you look at raid uh like graphics and battles from a year ago versus now i do think that the refresh was nice they gave it a better look it looks a lot more clean i think updates like that just like i was talking about with the ui i think minor updates in quality can always be tweaked and improved and it helps the game feel better uh you know new fresh etc i mm-hmm. think they should look at, at doing more of that yeah i agree but um and then to continue on this to continue on with this comment with that in mind with new feature and capability would you see re- uh uh would you see released and when or what new feature capability would you uh want to see released and when i think abilities would be better than items but items is easier to implement into pvp and pve and needs to be this year in 2023 thanks for the episodes and looking forward to one day being a possible guest yeah for sure um i think uh yeah, abilities are interesting too. I mean, I think it definitely makes things very different. So I would love to see that. Honestly, abilities and items in general, I think, are good, right? Because they're they're built into the main series game, right? Obviously, the way implemented for Pokemon Go PP is still going to be different from BGC. So you can still have differences, but 
have that function, right? I think it's a good diversity to the game. I mean, just think about like, you know, uh, I guess the Charger mini game wasn't that big of a deal, but when they first released the Charger mini games, they were like very different. You weren't just tapping away, right? You see like the grass one's different. The I remember watching Valor Ash's video on it on how to do the different patterns, right? And I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But you know, once you get used to the patterns, it's not a big deal, right? Everyone could do all the charge, uh, the mini game stuff at this point. But um, I think yeah, having abilities definitely changes a lot of strategy sub. I think the items are really cool because the abilities, like let's say, like I don't know. Let's say Leash Life is an ability, right? And it's like the preferred move on Venusaur over Frenzy Plant for whatever yeah. reason, right? Everyone's mm-hmm. going to still run Leash Life, right? So, like, yeah, the meta changes, but at the same time, like, everyone's still doing the same kind of meta change. Whereas items, I think, can be really cool because if the items are balanced enough that all items have, like, or a lot of items have utility, it just depends on how you want to customize your team. That would be so cool, right? Because you show up with it. Because I, when I'm, I'm example, because I'm team building for Hartford right now, I'm team building for Hartford. I'm like trying to figure out like what I have checks for, what I want, you know, how do I handle different things, what I'm going for with my team. Having items to customize on top of your roster can really change up the coverage you're looking for, what you're trying to get out after like different strategies you can implement, which I think like abilities are really cool in my opinion, but I think items uh, like further like diversifies metas potentially mm-hmm, mm-hmm. again again it depends on how the item does right but even if like an item says like you do one extra damage for every fast move right yo altaria mirrors completely different right <laughs> like there's yeah. so many like little cool things you can do with that right or like you in, in uh, or inherently raise the attack of your pokemon so that you know now all of a sudden your your pokemon's winning charging priority when it shouldn't right you're like wait what the heck how did how did uh how did Glenn Stumpfins beat my knockout to charging priority, right? You know, yeah. so it, it could be exactly. it, like little things like that, I think could be really cool. <clears throat> I think it's also important to think about how how the different Pokemon games uh relate to each other. Mm-hmm. So for example, in Unite, you have held items, you also have battle items, and you have you know the three held items, and you have one single battle item, whether it's you know the slow smoke, eject button, etc. Mm-hmm. And then in VG, obviously you have you know the held item, and even in open team sheets, you know some some information is revealed in certain games and some isn't. Um, I think it's important to to borrow from the other games, but also maintain Pokemon Go as its own separate entity because it allows you to innovate a lot more. Um, for example, in-game combat, right? Like Caleb was saying, Leech Life. That that leads into things like Recovery or Burn or Paralyze. I don't know if things like Paralyze and Sleep will ever really translate over to Pokemon Go. I think that because it's so fast and turn-based, I'm not sure that it makes a lot of sense. But I do think there are other things that you can do that are very special. I mentioned this before, but variable energy cost would actually be really dynamic. I also mm-hmm. think that variable switch timer charge attacks would be dynamic. For example, if you had... Uh, well, I'm just going to use Volt Switch as the example. In Go, it's a fast move, right? But in the yeah. main series game, it forces the opponent to switch out. What if you had something like U-Turn in Pokemon Go, and you use it as a charge attack, and it forces your opponent to switch, but they're only on like a 15 or 20 second timer, not a 60 Dude, second that'd timer. that'd be so wild. It would be it, insane, That would right? be so fun, too. It would be yeah. insane. Um, now, that's from the PvP side, right? I think there's a lot you can do there. But if you look at the PvE side, I was actually just thinking about this. Again, I'm just going to lead in and say, Caleb, if any Niantic employees are listening, please <laughs> take our freaking ideas, please. Um, dude, that should be a I merch. Just, <laughs> dude, if <laughs> any Niantic, Niantic employees listening. are listening. <laughs> yeah. 
dude uh i, I literally do i can see it as well i literally have been sitting here right and I'll, I'll walk you through my thought process while you were talking so you remember the old charge attack uh mm-hmm. mini game where you just like tap the button as hard as you could mm-hmm. while annoying and stupid it it actually forced players to be more interactive with the game because you actually had mm-hmm. to pay attention you had to tap you had to watch the bubble uh increase and you had to exert effort into the game right mm-hmm. The charge move mini game is much more elegant. You're actually able to swipe the mini games. It, it still keeps your eyes maintained and it's a lot more of like a, a dexterity thing, yeah. but it's not like effort intensive. What if in PVE raids became more interactive in the sense that randomly throughout the combat, if you can imagine God of War, if you've ever played that or seen footage seen, of that, seen footage of it, yeah. right? When you're fighting one, an opponent, there's actually like a prompt on the screen that says like press square to do your next move what if during raids at random intervals throughout the raid there would be like a critical hit button and you had to press your charge move and then tap on it to increase the strength of it to get a critical hit on the raid boss Ooh! for example bounce out the raid boss can also critical hit you too so you sure sure exactly pay attention more so so like to, to yeah, more reason moves. to dodge mm-hmm. thank you exactly it it makes it makes because think about raiding right now dude if you have a strong party if you have more yeah, than three or four people you can just literally be in the car not saying i would ever do this you can be in the car <laughs> one hand on the steering wheel eyes on the road hand on the other hand on the phone just tapping with your thumb and then eventually if your if your thumb is like in the proximity of your charge moves you just do your moves and that's it raiding is very mm-hmm. much an autopilot thing but there's so many opportunities to make it more interactive, to make it more exciting, and to make people actually spend effort when mm-hmm. they're doing something to make it more more fun. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, also, you could be like two of butters and raise these days. He just throws one move at the end to get last hit to seem like he did something, <laughs> although he doesn't do anything. I'm like, no one's going to believe you carried the team when you're last hitting with an Empoleon. Like, come on. Like, that's what he's doing exactly. for Cleavor raids <laughs> at the reach. Oh, my the God. Regional. Butters, yeah. dude. What a, what but a yeah, character. but again, Niantic, please take our ideas. Uh, Caleb and I are available yes. for hire. I think we both do consulting work for you for payment for payment, <laughs> and uh, we'd be happy to do that. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, Ryan Colgrove says, "Looks like I have some solid peeps who agree with me that LeBron is a goat. We love to see it. I can I still rest my case until Speedy and Caleb consult my video evidence I've submitted as conclusive evidence. Their arguments are null and void." I don't know. You need to submit evidence of the contrary too, so we could have a balanced approach, right? I'm not going to hear Dude. hit up like Justin to have him send me a hundred videos as well to balance it out. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan's the best. He's the best man. <laughs> Board Stiff says, "Hey guys, I don't know if you're going to talk about Cleveland this week at all, but I have a couple of things to highlight about the Cleveland event." There's absolutely zero precedent for being unable to evolve Cleaver from Scyther. You may point to the Hisua uh, or Alolan variant evolutions, but those are not unique species. If you want a Cleaver in your decks, despite it being a Scyther evolution and giving Scyther candies, you must raid it. Secondly, on the back of that, despite evolving from Scyther, catching Cleaver did not guarantee Scyther XL candies. Yes, that's correct. And you generally get more value for your time by knocking out a few Mega Scizors instead. Individually, these are relatively small issues. However, they don't exist in a vacuum. I feel like are indicative of the larger, larger lack of polish currently within the game. One hundred percent agree with you, Port Stiff. Also, Speedy, how do you prepare for not only what's in front of you but what's behind ahead of you <laughs> if your opponent's team is invisible? <laughs> I love that. Oh my god, uh, uh, Port so Stiff. To funny. your last point, 
Dude. To your last point, man, you just have to think about Luke Skywalker when he first started his Jedi training and he put on the blindfold and the laser was just shocking him. <laughs> uh, so good. So good. Oh, no. Yeah. Dude, that needs to be on a shirt, too. <laughs> Dude. It's going to be me scratching my head as a picture of like what's going on. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree with you on Cleaver Rate. I mean, I think plain and simple, I think we can make this assumption. It might not be true, but I think we all kind of know. You can't involve Scyther because if you can involve Scyther in Cleavor, no one's going to make Cleavor, right? So, like, I think they're going to maybe allow you to involve Scyther into Cleavor down the road. I think the XL thing is probably just, in, like, a complete oversight. I, I and, screw up. <laughs> yeah, like, maybe more sloppiness or whatever. Like, the lack of polish, like you said, right? Yeah. But I think the the fact that you can't evolve it, it's definitely, it's definitely some, it's definitely because they just don't want you to. They want you to rate it, which is why yeah. I personally, after I spent my free rate passes, I didn't rate a single one. I was like, you Same. know what? I could wait for a shiny cleaver. I could just evolve a shiny side through down the road, right? It's not. Yeah. I'm also not a big shiny hunter, but, um, exactly. but I, I don't. I don't blame you that did. But I'm just saying, like for me personally, like it just it was not a draw. But yeah, and, and you know, you know what it tells us subtly. This is the last point I'll make on this question because we've been we've been on questions for over an hour, but these are really damn good questions. Yeah. The last point I'll make subtly is that this also indicates to us that Niantic can change the rules when they want to. And it means that maybe they have a bit more flexibility with the Pokemon IP than we previously thought. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I actually, I mean, just my own speculation. I don't think the Pokemon company has as much control over what Niantic does on a day-to-day operational basis as people assume. You'd be like, I think back in the day, would be like, oh, what if it's the Pokemon company that said this? What if it's that, that they're the ones that didn't want the remote raid stuff and blah, blah, blah. I, I, I honestly think we take Niantic at their word on that blog post with the remote raid and said, we want people going out there. This is our mission, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't think there's any hidden message there by KPCI is doing this, right? Mm-hmm. Like, again, like, I think that's just my own guess, right? I think, like, like I don't think they're lying to us, actually. I think this is yeah. just their own ideas, right? Um, yeah. But, yeah. I'm sure, like, KPCI definitely has impact on some of their operations and decision-making, but I think it's a lot less than we assume, especially the XL Agreed. thing, right? Um, but yeah, Sabine <laughs> Keller says this goes out to Gabby, Caleb, Wholesome, and Butters. Oh my goodness, folks, you all were a real sight for Sore Eyes this weekend. Oh. All of you, you guys really looked so incredibly uh, great. I wonder what Speedy would have worn if he had been there as well. Yeah, this is related to Portland. Well, we'll have to see because Speedy's going to be at Hartford, Connecticut this upcoming weekend. So it'll be, it'll be you. We got the announcement today. This is Monday. So by the time you hear this, is a couple days after. Speedy, Butters, Wholesome, and March Sun. Yes. What a cast! What a what a what a quad of a, yo. gentlemen there we have, and uh, as as I'll, they as they I'll once said, yeah. the boys are back in town. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll be there competing. Um, Alpha Fee will also be there competing as well as another caster going. I don't think there's any other casters. Oh, uh, Gabby is she's competing VG, in VGC, right? right? Yeah, she's she she'll be there too, yeah. but she'll be competing VGC. Yeah. Um, I think those are all for the casters that'll be at the event. But yeah, it should be a good one. Uh, over 170 people now. Harper, Connecticut. Can, can we get 200? Biggest one yet? I, I don't know, but I hope so. That should be cool. That should be cool. I hope that I just have a bunch of no shows. I could just breeze through the bracket. <laughs> I was say, dude, this just might kidding. be my second time this season casting your battles. Find out. <laughs> I don't know. If I do poorly, you won't see the light of day of my weird <laughs> team. Um, okay. E110 says. Hi guys, been listening since episode one, but first time commenting, and I will be needing Speedy's book on getting all this Stardust and always winning the Stardust bets. P.S. Jordan is the GOAT. Yo, 
I'm not the Jordan fan. I like it. I like it. E1, if you weren't already my favorite, you just solidified it. All right. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, E1, for all your support of Caleb and I. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I was talking to E110 earlier. He's one of my patients I was coaching too. And he's yeah. like, man, what is Speedy doing on the start? I was like, I don't know. I, I'm AR quick catching too. Like, what? Like, I need to see where you're going in, in Mississippi, right? Like, dude, I know it's. um. Amazing. We'll make a documentary, dude. You can ride with me, and we'll just have like a GoPro film us in the car. It's a, it's a, it's a bayou city, right? Uh, it's it's about an hour from the coast, so technically it's inland. But mm. yeah, anyway, I heard bayou city dude, just means like it's like a swamp city, but no, it's it's oh. not quite. Like when okay. Hurricane Katrina hit, the people south of us were hit a lot worse because they had a lot more water. They were much more gotcha, like gotcha. bayou cities, but Picayune's a bit a bit more dry, dude. I have, I'm serious. If you look at my city online, 11,000 people live here. It's tiny. It's absolutely I know. tiny. That's why I'm like literally shocked. I'm in LA. <laughs> like, there's how am I losing these starter sets? I got skills, bro. I mean, the next, the upcoming one, we'll talk about this, but I, I think neither of us really want to yeah. do the starter bets. I, I actually think I have a better chance of winning it than you do, but. I, I don't think it's a good idea for us to commit to a Stardust bet during working hours. That would not be good <laughs> You're optics. working. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just playing. I might not even be playing day two, so I, I can catch the whole time. Anyway, Twasel says, we, we definitely should track our dust, though, because I want to see what the dust bonus looks yeah. like at the venue, right? Two to five. Oh, true. Could be pretty good. Twasel says, chances we see Speedy compete in Mexico City? Eyes emoji. I'm a fan of the 102. I still need to get around watching the final season, but I've seen the rest of it and really liked it. Yeah, I'm telling you, the 100, man good show um and then he also says slowest chief two seems like a much more appropriate name to be honest it took over a month before he shaved the beard and we're still waiting on the one chip challenge that's true i assume the chip's not here right look look no no offense to caleb but i got to give you guys a reason to come back (laughs) come on um and then still waiting on him to spend the promised 10 million stardust at the start of i can't even remember what season and most importantly still waiting on the bastion on stream from how many seasons ago was that bet seriously though how did this man get the name speedy is it supposed to be ironic you're like that uh, character in dota is is the character's name tiny or it's, and it's like it starts off as like a little like stone giant but it uh, just turns gigantic like it's like bigger than like any creature on the map like it's massive when it gets like fully like rolled up my see see twastel the speed okay here here's your misconception right the speediest does not indicate movement forward or backwards it indicates lateral movement side to side in sylph i did have a reputation for dodging matches which is a very lateral move side to side yes you did and uh you know, I'm stacking these bets for a big reward. Honestly, you're stacking these bets at... like you're stacking your special research, man. <laughs> Amen. Dude. Amen. Save it for a rainy day. What I'm looking at, honestly, yeah. Twastel, I'm at 18.75 million. <laughs> I'm trying to get to I'm trying to get to 20 for the for the new season start. So okay. that way you I can, can spend I can do 20 million instead. And and there's not going to be enough I... new updates for you to spend this on. <laughs> if I'll think I need to re- release a new generation Pokemon that isn't even out yet. <laughs> If I spend ten million right now, and then the moveset update drops, I I could look and feel like an idiot, especially if I power up a bunch of stuff that gets nerfed. All right, uh, so I'm just yeah, not, yeah. I'm not going to touch it because it's two weeks from now. It is. I waited <sighs> this long. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, well, we yeah. might do Caleb. I, uh-huh. I don't know if I've even caught a shield on recently, but we might have to do our bastion on thing to get it out of the way. Uh, during catch cup, catch cup, I'd be down for it. Do you have one recent? Or, or maybe um maybe when you go to Hartford, ask people for shield on to swap swap with oh, you. Oh, 
Because uh, like any Jones they call oh like whole recent ones hopefully right, mm-hmm. um that could be a good one. All right, last comment on this video. BGA says day one listener, first time commenting, also fan of the one hundred. Even if the last season were kind of weird, I like the concept. I hope Zion <laughs> comes back for episode one hundred, and I'd also really enjoy seeing rise as a guest greetings from argentina hope we get a regional here next season and you guys get to travel and cast over here hopefully speedy will be fluent in spanish by then (laughs) well dude that'd be hype and thank you for the love and shout out from argentina dude argentina i've never even been to argentina before have you no okay yeah it would be uh it'd be cool a huge ghost scene there too right i think one of the first shoutcasted uh tournaments was in argentina with king zionic and um trainer tips if i'm not mistaken the argentina regional the one that i would love one I would love to hear Zionic talk about that. I wonder if people can hear that in the future. Stay we'll tuned. See. Stay, Stay tuned. tuned. Stay tuned. Um, that's it for our questions. We have one more video, the Draco Viz one, but I'll save that comments for later because we're already at sure. uh we're already at an hour and fifteen minutes here. So we yeah. uh you know, this I'm gonna put that timestamp for JK as well for and for anyone that's trying to skip over the question, because we we getting through. I mean, we had to catch up on two videos of comments, right? So we'll yeah. just do it at a future event and comment other stuff. But anyway, let's get into the meat of things. We got the Valorous event right now, and that is uh happening currently. And I don't know. I mean, there's just not too be- much. Mega Pincer debut, double candies for catching Pokemon, two free raid passes per day for spinning photo gyms, which like would be great if you could raid, but like I don't want people to raid with. So like, what am I going <laughs> to do with these, right? Like I was just like, it's like yeah. so hard if I'm going to raid here. And then um, uh, yeah. and then two mysterious components from Team Go Rocket Grunts. That one has been nice. I've been doing a ton of Rocket Leaders because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Trainers Level 31 and above will receive twice the uh, chance to obtain Catch uh, Candy XL from catching Pokemon. Yeah, Yeah. this event is going to end the same day that this episode goes live. So if you haven't completed your research yet, or if you haven't grinded out your rockets yet, definitely go do that. Stack some red eggs for the upcoming Fanakin Community Day because it's the dust bonus, right? I got twelve. Twelve. You got twelve. Yeah, I got twelve. Dude, I didn't even I didn't mention this before. Not even trying to flex, but on our last Stardust bet, I didn't even do my my twelve kilometer egg hatches. I don't understand how you get this dust then, because I did I did dude. a few of those too. I didn't have twelve out of twelve, but I had dude. dude what are you doing? I go, I go I go hard in the. Paint I need to like check his account. It. I'm just saying, staff was <laughs> out there. You know what to do. Um, <laughs> dude, let me tell you something like really troll. I, sure. I like so so bad. Um, you know how at the end of this Valorous event you get a ponytail with like a nice little like ribbon thing or scarf thing or whatever. Yeah, right? yeah. And then you know how the Elkid one, you get one with like a little like like wristband or whatever from the instinct yes. event yep i i got both of those yesterday mm-hmm. mass transferred both of them away <laughs> dude i saw my lapras but i mass transferred this dude i am just straight trolling this season not only did i transfer both of those away i transferred away my pikachu libre as well <sighs> that's right dude you gotta start transferring things when you're delirious man you need dude, to have I like mean, pikachu libre is like a like harder to do right i don't even know how i did that one like these two are easy because they look pretty much like the regular pokemon on the select screen right like i was start... just praising it i'm i'm gonna channel our, our mutual dude, the moment clash i press transfer i rate you yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna channel clash and cliff here 
favorite your Pokemon, man. Dude, I should have. Well, I'll catch you. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I'll favorite it later, right? Yeah, I praise yeah, it. Too. I praise it all later at the end of the day. I transfer like 40, 50 Pokemon. I'm like, oh, crap. Dude, it said like dude. two event Pokemon. Make sure you don't want to do it. I was like, event Pokemon. There's events all the time. Like, what's event Pokemon? It could be just Pikachu with a hat or something, right? Obviously, we have hats. You know, you know who's a terrible offender of this, of transferring stuff he shouldn't transfer and not favoriting oh. things? Oh. Wholesome. He actually has a redemption on his channel where you can use channel points to favorite a Pokemon. <laughs> oh, really? Because yeah. he accidentally does it? Yeah, well, he just doesn't favor anything, and it makes people like Clash and Cliff and others really nervous. Yeah, so I, I get it, I get it, right? Yeah, okay, um, I, uh, I, I, I need to do that too. <laughs> this is this is a really good moment for a YouTube comment or a social media comment on Twitter, for example. Let us know which Pokemon you've accidentally transferred because oh, you yes. didn't favorite it. Yeah, let us know, dude. Yeah, the Libre and the the recent two event ones. I mean, I guess yeah. I, I didn't, they weren't really great IVs, but I don't think you get another one. Ever. yeah but still <laughs> i know a little unfortunate all right anyway we got another event coming up the fennekin community day uh i don't think we talked about this before but this will be this upcoming sunday so mm -hmm. it'll be when we're at hartford for the regional but it's 2 p.m to 5 p.m so possibly the event might be over probably not though because we probably yeah. will have a top 16 because we have so many players so top yeah. 16 means it probably runs longer so it'll probably the event will probably still be going on during this so part of me is like, eh, if I don't make it that far, at least you could play all this community day, right? Without being disturbed. <laughs> but I mean, I would, I would still sure. be competing. Um, but anyway, 2 to 5 p.m. local time, Sunday, Fennekin community day. You got Delphox if you get it evolved um, mm -hmm. from Braxton. Then you learn Blastburn. No surprise. Fire uh, primary partner Pokemon here. But this is a cool one. Just like Blaziken was, you also can learn uh mystical fire after okay. the conclusion events right and mystical fire is going to be interesting i think it's like a lunge clone if i'm not mistaken uh, it's like I a fire lunge clone or icy. i think clone. it's it's close to icy wind yes okay yeah so um decreases your opponent's attack uh honestly this might be the moveset of choice it's a signature move yes. for delphox if i'm not mistaken but uh it's a moveset probably a choice because again blast is just so energy intensive and it's like like overkill in most situations, just like Blaziken mm -hmm. with Blast Burn, right? Um, Charizard Blast Burn is a different story, but Blaziken and Blast Burn, so that therefore yeah. Mystical Fire might be better, right? Um, just why yeah. why Blaziken always use Blaze Kick, which is kind of cool. I like it because you could learn it afterwards. It's not an exclusive move. Yeah. Might be the move of choice. Um, three times Stardust stuff for catching Pokemon. I like mm -hmm. it. We should mm -hmm. definitely track it because I'm curious how much Stardust we're getting on the venue. My real question is, did we leave the venue? We just play at the venue for three hours. No, I think we stay at the venue yeah, because the venue, venue has the, and hang out. Yeah. the double dose bonus and mm -hmm. stops. I tried to leave the venue for uh, for Orlando, and I was yeah. actually only able to play at Disney Springs for like 30 minutes or something, Yeah, and it was yeah. not a good time. Exactly. Maybe we just stay at the venue till five. I mean, it, it'll still I'm be down. going on for VGC and TG. Maybe we can watch the VGC while, you know. Stuff like that. Three times dust for catching Pokemon. Two times candy for catching Pokemon. Two times chance for getting candy excels. All this stuff. Lure modules. Incense. Three hours. Whatever. Um, snapshots. Trades made during the event. 50 times less dust. And one additional special trade. Which is great if you're at Hartford cool. or at events. Because more people to do trades with. Um, I don't even know what I'm looking for. I'm, I'm sure I'm lucky with a decent amount of people there. So I might just do lucky trades. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Dude. I got Same. the Shundo Lugia. Did I tell you about Dude, that, man? The Shundo Lugia and the Shundo Ho. I got my set. Like, I'm I'm good. I, I still need a Hundo Groudon, but I don't even need a Shundo Groudon, right? I'll just take a Hundo You Groudon. didn't tell me. I found out via Twitter. So everybody should follow Caleb on Twitter. Yeah, follow me on Twitter. To see his, to see his flexes. 
His flexes. It's been a while since I got a flex, I feel like. I, there was like a stretch like a couple months ago where I was getting like the rank one Shadow Machamp from Rocket, uh, the rank one like Greedon for Ultra League. I was getting some weird stuff. The, the man buzz from a Poke Games, right? I was getting some good stuff, but it's been a few a few months. Didn't like. you get didn't you get a rank one Zerua and then a Hondo Zerua or something? Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, yeah. When it's been a while since my last flex. But no, that was months ago. That was like around Halloween. That's all around the same time period. Nothing's happened this year, this calendar year, I feel like. Uh, yeah, Lugia, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gave someone yeah, else a yeah, Rayquaza. Yeah. Um, I was actually trading with someone yesterday, and I just did a regular trade with a friend, and I gave him a 100% Rayquaza, non-shiny, just from a regular swap, just for XLs. Dude, 100%. Well, I know what people are going to be looking for when they see you in Hartford. Caleb, give me some of that Rayquaza luck. You know, I got you. I got you. I, I do need a shiny Rayquaza Shundo first, but I ran out of them to mirror. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, and then you had the bonus four-star raid bracks and stuff, with all that stuff. Anyway, uh, that'll be good. Um, looking forward to it. I mean, it's not like super wild, but should be fun. Who knows? Maybe we'll see some Delphox in the future. Uh, could be interesting. It could be good in some limited betas, right? And I want to I want to mm-hmm. uh, mention this as well. After five o'clock, if I, I'm sure they're going to be gyms at the venue, but if we stick around, we probably will still be able to catch lots of Fennekin with double mm-hmm. dust. It won't be five times dust or yeah. six times or whatever, but it will so, be double so, still, yeah. which is nice, dude. It'll be a good time. It's yeah. going to be fun. It's going to be fun. It'll be fun. All right, going into the news you all came here for. Oh, An hour and twenty four minutes in. <laughs> we but need the news uh, he came here for. You know, you know what the next step is for us, honestly, Caleb. We need to we need to add like musical effects into the stream. Oh, this is like into the podcast. This I, is like the doom doom doom. I added oh, musical man. effects when you were telling your haunted story. Of like, <laughs> nice. I did add that one, but that was the only yeah. one. But yeah, maybe yeah. I, I could think of something. Um, yeah. Uh, all good things must come to an end. And, uh, you know, this is a tweet from the Silph Road, which is kind of like the parent org of the Silph Arena. But after seven glorious years, the Silph Road team is ceasing operations. Thank you to everyone who traveled the road over the years. Together we wrote this place into Pokemon history. And, yeah, I mean, they say a couple other things like, may your next venture bring you new discoveries to share when our paths cross again. It's been an honor. So what exactly is going on here? Boy. Mm, uh, a lot. It's, uh, you want to take this one? Dude. Um, you're, the, you're, the, you're one of the previous Silk World champions, man. Yeah, so when PvP was just dropped in as a feature for Pokemon Go and nobody really knew what to do with it, all you could do was uh, essentially like battle one opponent that you're ultra friends with. Um, Silph Arena came about, launched a bunch of metas, and really organized the grassroots and kind of took took what we thought the game could be and painted a vision for a lot of people. And mm-hmm. last year they were sponsored by Niantic, uh, being the Silph Road and the Silph Arena. Niantic sponsored them for one year. And this announcement comes out basically saying that they can no longer afford to run their servers and host their website and continue to act as they have in the past. And Niantic has ceased their partnership with Silph Road as well. So unfortunately, for better or worse, right, the whole thing is going to close down. Mm -hmm. And 
that leaves, I think, a huge void in our grassroots community because, yes, there's Play Pokemon. Play Pokemon local events are coming. But outside of that, I mean, if you're just getting into PvP for the first time, Silph Arena is it. If you mm-hmm. look back, Caleb, and, and everyone who's listening, if you look back at the previous tournaments that you did in the Silph Arena, you'll see names that you won't believe. For example, uh, for example, if you look at like the Rainbow Cup in Chicago 2019, mm-hmm. if you look at some of those names, I was at the same tournament and, as Asian Milkman, Arrow, and a bunch of other people, and I didn't uh-huh. even know them at that point. Yeah. I battled against Asian Milkman at that Rainbow Cup, actually. Yeah. I didn't know you back then. You didn't know me? I was a Luki guy. I knew I knew of you, but oh, I didn't okay, okay. know yeah, you. Yeah. We didn't we didn't know yeah. now. Yeah. 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 We didn't meet until well, we dude, honestly, imagine Orlando. going back. Imagine if you go back in time to worlds in Chicago and you were dude. the Silph Worlds and you're walking around with the knowledge you know now, you'd be like, Oh my gosh, that's this person, that's this person, right? But back then we didn't know each other like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh I mean Sylph it it, it means a lot to us especially, but a lot of people mm-hmm. because especially those that did PvP before GBL, because that's the thing. Honestly, not even just that. Self the self road, like what's the thing, right? Back in the day, mm-hmm. like I remember watching Training Trips video, he was talking about the self road, like the nest maps and stuff. I watched used to watch all his videos and he would talk about it. And I like went to local nest because of the self road, right? And there's mm-hmm. like different like you know, they have different research and charts on like egg hatch rates and all that stuff. I used to frequent that website a lot. And then once mm-hmm. Silph Arena came out, I was on, I've been on Silph.gg like almost every single day of my, every single day since this release, right? Multiple yep, times exactly. a day, a lot. Um, mm-hmm. During the pandemic, like we, we're, we're all about Silph, right? As a competitive stuff, um, all remote, but still it was a, it was a good time. And, uh, and the factions came out. And of course, that's like, that's a huge factor too. But yeah, Silph, so for shutting down, Silph.gg is shutting down, unfortunately, as well. Um, but I'm still hopeful. I'm still hopeful that there's there's a decent amount of chatter that I've caught wind of over the just the past couple of days. Honestly, it hasn't even been a week. This was Friday, right? And this is Monday, so it's only been like three days. And there's already a lot of people trying to put together other grassroots efforts to have competitive stuff outside of Silph Road. Um, outside of Silverino, which is great. Um, but again, like it's just like it's it's not only like a grassroots org going away. It's the biggest Pokemon Go grassroots org, right? That's been around since Pokemon Go pretty much launched, right? I don't know when mm-hmm. they started the website, but it was pretty soon after Pokemon Go was initially released. Yeah, and uh, it's it's sad to see it because it's it's been a solid almost seven years, right? Um, but yeah, it's it's the end of an era in mm-hmm. in the worst way possible you know yeah yeah but um you know i'm so hopeful i know it could be discouraged for a lot of people as well for those that have spent a lot of their time into self or even those that haven't spent a lot of time right those like a lot i know i know a lot of my patrons stuff like they start doing show six through self arena it wasn't through mm-hmm. play pokemon right play pokemon they might have eventually tried but it's really self arena they dipped their toes in because there's a lot of investment to fly to a place Get hotels oh, yeah. and lodging, and then even even if it's a local place, you still have to spend a whole weekend drive over, right? And you might just go o two one two whatever two two, like you might just do a couple battles and sit, right? So Farina allows you to play multiple battles with people all over all over the world and get that experience beforehand, right? And you could try like different meta Pokemon as well, right? So, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's really sad to see. I think like grass, like I think like official organizations and tournaments are really important, but grassroots is also really good to have in tandem and support a lot, a lot of operations outside of what the official ones can do. Right? DPCI does great work, but they just can't host like online tournaments like this, at least yeah. not anytime soon, right? And they can't do all this stuff. They can't make this stuff accessible, right? I think there's always some type of grassroots league in like almost every gaming area. There, there has to be, right? There has to be a way that you can meet your local friends or that you can get organized and you can actually like prepare for the official circuit, right? Like if you think about any major sport, you think about American football, right? Of course, there's the NFL, which is essentially the equivalent for us for play Pokemon. Like mm-hmm. that is the championship series, you know, circuit. But there's so many like smaller leagues. There are so many, you know, like school sponsored leagues. There's so many like you need a really wide and deep foundation that's hence why it's called grassroots so that you yeah. can have a a huge tree that just stands above it all and being your championship series right so yeah. it um i don't know it's a really sad time it's like a really it's a very bittersweet thing because sure there have been some criticisms of sylph right uh, trying to get the rule sets right um mm-hmm. maybe the metas were too complicated maybe the the world championship uh, format was a little bit too confusing etc cetera, etc cetera. but i don't think that anybody sat has has looked at the past two days, sat down and said, I think the world is better off without Sylph. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone has said that. Actually I did see I did see someone comment on that. <laughs> was it a real person or was it a troll? <laughs> uh their their name rhymes with uh barrel barrel brapper. <laughs> oh, nice. So nice. in a comment well, maybe, on one of our other videos. But well maybe mm-hmm. well maybe there's one person or two people that, that think that, but yeah, they're the minority. Yeah, they are. They are. Um, for anyone that actually cares about PP, right? That's that's up yeah. in the minority here. Um, and yeah, like uh, like you said, like yeah, maybe didn't get the rule sets right or some, you know, whatever. But they are the ones that created the first rule sets, you know. Yes. So like they were the ones figuring out along the way. Like I think a lot of our judges for play Pokemon were judges <laughs> yeah. for Sylph, and they they rely on a lot of the st- knowledge they had from Sylph rulings on how they do these official rulings, right? So like it's it's the it's a foundation that we've been relying on all these years, even to this day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just think about it. Factions is a completely like grassroots, no prize pool, no money thing that people spend countless hours on. I know because I'm captain of a team and I do too, right? We spend countless on prepping, scrimming, doing all these random battles that don't mean anything, right? They don't actually mean anything. But people are excited about it. There's all this banter and like crap talk on Twitter, right? And people like got beef with each other. But the thing is, like, <laughs> even though that's like like funny to see and weird, like it's it, like it creates culture around the game, right? Like if whether you like the smack talk or not, people are doing it because they're invested, right? People are like clowning on each other, calling people clowns <laughs> because they care about this like this unofficial format so much right yes. like regardless yes. of what you think like i think like whether you like the smack talk or not like it's 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 a indicator of how much people care about something that's yeah just has literally speaking like no actual value right in the competitive mm-hmm. sphere but um but that's what's still done right something really beautiful in that aspect and um i i, I will say two things one i'm really glad that Sylph at least gave us a heads up so that like, hey, we're still going to conclude this season of Sylph, um, mm-hmm. the individual world championships, but also for factions, we're all going to do that, right? We're going to complete all that stuff. 
and then we'll wrap it up. Right? We're not going to just end like next week or something. Um, so I think that's good because we do get the conclusion of the season. So all the stuff we've been working towards so far doesn't go to waste. And two, it's also really good because we now have a deadline and timeline of when Grassroots Sylph is retiring forever. Yes. Which means yes. that other Grassroots efforts now have a timeline of when they can make stuff. They don't have to have something ready day after Sylph, right? Mm-hmm. But it'll be good that they have a general timeline. I think like the Sylph World Championships for the individual Sylph is literally happening end of July. Mm-hmm. And that's good because August we got like, you know, Pokemon Go World Champion, like official TPCI World Championships. And then maybe September is when we have stuff, right? For the new grassroots. Yeah. Which I think, I mean, I don't know, right? I'm not involved in the grassroots planning stuff. So like, it's not, it's not on me for this, but I think that'd be really cool if they could get something together by September because to September comes around, there's no more uh, TPCI events for probably a little bit, right? I think the first regional was Baltimore, like end end of September, something, right? A few weeks. So you have some time, right? You have about a month. Mm -hmm. So when people are bored and don't have stuff to do, Hey, try out this new grassroots, you know, whatever thing, right? There might be multiple grassroots organizations. To be honest, there's been other grassroots tournaments and organizations running behind the scenes in tandem with Sylph. It's just that Sylph's mm-hmm. been the most popular one, right? So I, I think like there's there, grassroots has not died off because there's always been some type of grassroots. Like the first team formats was Arkansas PP and then Go Team Up from Go Stadium, right? Those yep. PMB4 mm-hmm. factions. And I played in both of those quite a bit, actually. Hey, funny enough, I, I actually won. In both of them, <laughs> I have uh, subtle, yeah. subtle yeah. No flex, big, subtle no big flex. deal, no big deal. Yeah, but anyway, um, but anyway, so so those two formats are still very near and dear in my heart as well, even though they're no longer existing right now. But it just goes to show that there is um there is still some stuff there. Um, I will say this again, focusing a little on me here, but I think it's a funny little situation. Um, our cool cats, right? Our team, we were completely ruled out of world championships. Like, there was no shot that we're making it. And then yeah. they dropped this news, and they're adding, like, eight additional teams on, right, for yeah. World Championships, which means two from each region, which means that we now have a chance to compete in the last factions world. <laughs> but here's here's the really ironic part. There needs to be two different outcomes here. Yeah. One, Ann Arbor Arbok, right, which already qualified Worlds, they're in the Diamond tier. They need to win number f- first place in their, their current tier for us okay. to qualify. But mm-hmm. it's it's looking like it's going to be rough because Chicago Stars are the other team that might take that first spot, and they're facing off That's like against like tough. I think like the the lowest performing team in their tier, so it's going to be hard to like overcome that. So that's the tricky one. And then the other scenario is NEB Northeast Battlers battle against Pogoats in this last week in the Emerald tier. If Pogoats wins, we're also in Worlds. But if NEB wins, I think we're out of it, right? So Ooh, so so okay. the 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 first the former situation might not work in our favor. The second one, it really just depends on how Pogo's play versus NEB this week. Now here's the really ironic part: <laughs> we played Pogo's this past week, and if we lost, I think we guarantee our spots in Worlds because then they would have had they would have been up ahead of NEB regardless. Uh-huh. We somehow beat Pogo's, which was like the number one team in our tier. I don't know how, right? Like we somehow beat them. Which we we essentially screwed ourselves in a way. I mean, I, honestly, like, I I never I told my team was like we're not throwing this week just for a chance at worlds, yeah. right? Like like that's not the way to go. But also, we weren't expecting to do so well too. They played great too, but just like you know, I think uh, we just had some really clutch battles and stuff, and we somehow beat them, which means that we put ourselves we might have eliminated ourselves out of worlds contention depending on how this week goes. 
Uh, but Pogos are really good. They've only lost twice. Once was to us and one was to Wing Attack. So out of all the teams they face. So I believe in the GOATs, the Pogos. But um, it would be big karma for us if we don't make it because we won. Um, <laughs> Dude, ironic. Ironic, indeed. <laughs> ironic. But, you like, know, it is be. what it is. You know, NEB, I, I love the guys at NEB as well, too. So I'm not really... I'm only rooting for Pogos for a personal sake, but I have no mm-hmm. beef with them too, you know. Uh, but well, a lot of them are actually going to be at Hartford too. So the yes, the conclusion of this bout might happen before I even show up in Connecticut. They might just knock everything out on Thursday, Friday, or Pogos might play smart, be like, "Yo, let's schedule in the weekend so that they'll be distracted, they'll you know work out." But you never know because they're all there in person together. They might be just like on a call together, like not even on a call, just in person in the same room. Like, yo, like let's let's get this done right in person <laughs> i don't know it could go anyways it's, it's gonna be a weird it's gonna be an interesting week for us um, so for factions so again the the way caleb is, is talking about how how much passion people have for factions the way that this whole conversation i i just been like observing right the way this whole conversation morphed from yes this new this this news about the closure of Silph Arena is very sad. To yo, I'm talking about Cool Cask into the World Championship. We gotta have this guy win it. This guy win it. The last hurrah, right? Morphed. What? Yes, but but also, but also, yeah. I hope everyone picked up on like the passion in Caleb's uh-huh. voice. Again, he's the he's the team captain of the Cool Cats, an Emerald tier team, consistently one of the best performing teams in all of North America, et cetera, et cetera. I just want everyone to to capture that passion that, that Caleb had. And if you have a similar passion, if you are concerned about the Silph Arena closing, if you have if you want to do something with factions, if you have been doing something with factions and you're concerned about the future of factions, please don't give up hope. Just mm-hmm. sit tight. Like Caleb said, there are a lot of conversations going on in the background. Some of us know a bit more than others. I sincerely think that everyone needs to just kind of hunker down for now, sit tight, and try not to worry because there are a lot of people in the community that are fighting very, very, very hard to mm-hmm. build something that the community will enjoy and use. And just like you, we're not going anywhere. So not going anywhere. stay tuned. Yeah. Dude, I've played every single week of factions. I've never taken a single week off. 70 weeks. 70 weeks of actions. Dude, that's <laughs> over a, a monster, year. The, 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 uh, uh, yeah. There's only a few people that have that kind of streak. I think... Dilop Churn is one of them. He also has 70. He hasn't taken a single week off. And I think to my knowledge, out of, out, out of um, every region outside Mexico, Mexico, actually, their players have played more than 70 plus. They've played like over 100 plus because they have their own 7-Eleven league, which, again, I really feel bad for them too because they're not going to have their own league anymore because it's not host on Sylph. Mm-hmm. But I think the only player in the world that has more than 70 outside of like the Mexico region is uh, Keenbart, if I'm not mistaken. Kimbar, yeah. he has 71. Mm-hmm. Balk has 70 as well, so he's tied. Kimbar has 71 because they went to Worlds last year, so they had an extra battle, uh, whereas we did mm-hmm. some exhibition thing. So, um, yeah, maybe some people in EU. I don't know. I don't think so, though. I think, yeah, I haven't taken a single week off. <laughs> it's, it's not even just like I love it so much. It's just like it's just a constant. It's a thing that's always been – a part of our lives, right? For mm-hmm. many people, even if you didn't, even if you took some weeks off, it's been around, right? And it's like, it's always like, oh, like there's always self tournaments. Like I've been going to our self local tournaments as well that RC Cole has been hosting. So shout out to him as well. But like, you know, it's just, um, yeah, it's been a time. It's been yeah. a time. Yeah, but uh, the streak is finally going to end along with everyone else. But we'll see. New team formats will be around, I'm sure. And uh, looking forward to seeing how that goes. Because, Again, like I said, there are team formats before factions. 
mm-hmm. I believe there'll be team formats after factions. So yes. if you if you have team jerseys for your team, don't throw them away yet. <laughs> Speaking of which, we're 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 getting cool cast jerseys too. So I don't think I'll have it in time for. There Hunter, you go. So I can't wear it, but you know. Well, well, look. One one more point I want to make about factions. I think that going into the future, it's not going to be about Silph Arena factions as much as it will be about Cool Cats, Northeast Battlers, Stadium Elite. It's going to become more about the players and the teams. Mm-hmm. And I think that one of the big objectives right now is giving teams a place to compete. Yep. So the Cool Cats aren't going away. NEB's not going away. Just finding a place for those teams to go is the objective. Yep, exactly. And again, shout out to everyone involved in helping out with all this stuff. Uh, you know, you all know who you are. I don't know everyone who, who <laughs> like, to be honest, I don't actually know enough to shout out everyone. Mm-hmm. But I know there's a lot of people working really hard behind the scenes to keep grassroots alive uh, and keep something like Sylph or Factions and Team Formats alive, too. Um, so big shout out to you all because, again, it's a lot of thankless hard work. And hopefully those that were super critical over Sylph over the years can at least reflect and be appreciative of the work they've done and future work that grassroots does. Again, nothing's perfect, right? We've all had probably critiques of Sylph over the years, myself included, but uh, nothing's perfect. And, you know, it's, it is sad to see them go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's get into, I mean, surprisingly, that wasn't even the tea topic. This is the real tea. I know. Here too. We'll, Dude, we'll make how- this quick because we've been going on for almost two hours at this point. Dude. Yeah. These battle passes, man. What is up with this? Go battle day was yesterday at the time of the recording. Obviously, by the time you hear this, it's been a couple of days from now. We had a go battle day. It was called go battle day stardust. Up to 20 sets, four times stardust for win rewards, and a paid time research, right? Shout out to E110 for getting my paid research, right? So I, I got it from him. And um, a lot of people just spent their own money or gift to other people's stuff too, right? And so we had a go battle day thing. And let me tell you, this research was hot garbage. Let me just say it, right? It was some hot garbage stuff. Dude, let me let me just break it down, right? You you get like dust from it. You get 4,000 dust five different times, right? And then 5,000 at the very end. So I think it's a total, total of 25,000 dust, which is not a ton, right? It's something. No. Um, but here's the task. The first one's complete 20 uh, Go Battle League uh, battles. Right, second one's forty, third one's sixty, etc., all the way to a hundred. And here's the thing: you can't top left. You top left, that counts towards your total. It doesn't count. It's over, right? The paid research is over, and you can't complete it. And you only have twenty four hours to do it. It's a, it's a limited research. It's not like an all time research, right? It's not like the GBL season. We have the whole season complete. It's literally twenty four hours. They're expecting people to actually complete all one hundred battles in twenty four hours, which it's not impossible, right? But one, the rewards are very measly. Two. It costs money to buy the pass. And, and three, there's so many ways for you to not complete it. If you top left, if you game errors, I saw a lot of people, their game errors, right, as well. And that's like, that's kind of a problem as well. And yeah, it's just, uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. To, what, what to, Caleb's point, yeah. to Caleb's point, you have to complete the battle for it to count on your your battle pass right mm-hmm. for 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 lack of a better phrase yeah you have to complete the game so if you are oh i don't know playing a game and suddenly your opponent's pokemon becomes invisible and then suddenly you lag out and then suddenly your game freezes and you have to restart your app guess what can't complete your research and the complete money it. that you paid 
the money, literal real money, not mm-hmm. in-game currency, not anything like silly, like, you know, not even your time, but your literal physical money goes down the drain and you can't get what you paid for. You know, you know, another thing that, that really irked me about this, Caleb, if you look at the community day research tickets that people can gift, they're 99 cents. For example, people mm-hmm. gift you know tickets out all the time. Yeah. That research stays in your special research tab. If you didn't finish this Go Battle Day research by the time the day was over, it vanished. Poof. Mm-hmm. Gone. Gone forever. Gone. And you know what? If you could complete that... Dude, there's only two weeks left in the whole Go Battle League season. <laughs> dude, if you yeah. just let people keep the freaking research that they paid freaking money for and uh-huh. let them finish it on their own pace, then there would be no problem. Yeah, because you don't even have to worry about the glitches too, right? Like, even if they tried yes. to, even if they played the game how you want them to, yes. it still might not pan out, which is wild, right? And, like, again, you don't, like, put a disclaimer, like, you can't quit out the battles or else they won't count. Like, there's a lot of people that just quit out because, like, you already have to do 100 battles. You want to sit there in a battle where you know you lost, right? This Macargo against my Noctowl is, I'm not winning this battle, right? I'm just, just get me out of here, right? Dude. Here's here's the real miracle. Somehow I actually completed this without airing, which I think is like an actual cra- crazy feat in itself. Like I don't know how I didn't air out. I actually I actually was able to complete this research. But again, I did a hundred battles to spend all this time for what? An extra four thousand dust, five thousand dust, three rare candies, and one star piece. Like what? We've had go battle day stuff for free, and you get like elite TMs at the end of it, and you don't have to do all hundred battles. Like I don't understand. Like, we get way better rewards for free Go Battle Days in the past, and we have a paid one. I'm thinking, you got to think, the paid one's got to be better than the free one, right? Not even close. Not even close. Hot garbage, man. I don't know, right? I don't know about this one. Hopefully, I'm hoping not to learn the lesson from this one. But again, this was it, This was a, a miss and a half. I got to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Missed the boat. Straight yeah. up. Straight up fell out of the boat and didn't hit water. Dude, let me tell you, Niantic, in regards to the impact on the community as well, which is awful, right, unfortunately, for this one, and the glitches and bugs, let me just remind you, right, anyone work for Niantic, let me just remind you here, Please. you're giving more a- ammo for Squirrel Trapper to hurl at us, right, and to it's hurl true. at you, it's right? True. Think about this. Think about the implications here, right? You want more hate comments with Squirrel Trapper? I love his comments, but man, if he's saying that Niantic fumbled the bag on this one, I got to agree with Squirrel Trapper for once, man. I'm oh, trapping no. squirrels with him out there. <laughs> no. We can't, we can't reach that point, Caleb. We're, we're agreeing with Squirrel Trapper. Oh, no. Dude. Dark days. Dark days. It's not, it's not just embarrassing to Niantic. It's embarrassing to the players, mm-hmm. the people that invest in the game, the people that really care. Yeah. It's embarrassing to everybody. All yeah. right. Yeah, it is. We'll see how it goes. Um, again, like I, I actually had twenty battles left at like ten o'clock. I just ended my stream because I was like streaming my battles. I was like, do I want to do these? I was like, screw it. <laughs> screw it. I, it felt like a huge chore to get through a hundred battles, but I did it, and I felt like I didn't even get that much out of it. And you like, know, I what? my stardust it doesn't change that much for the. And you know, you know, the icing on the cake again. It was scheduled on Mother's Day. I know everyone. I know everyone has access to a calendar. I know everyone knows what the holidays are this year. Please, dude. It's just like, you... son, yeah. what are you doing? Oh no, I'm just on battle seventy nine out of one hundred, mom. Yeah. I promise I'll pay attention to you later. Right? Yeah, I'll join him for <laughs> dinner on. at like ten p.m. when I finish this. Like, yeah, dude. come on, dude. Dude, I get it. I get like 
in some weird way you could say, okay, people aren't out. They're actually at home. Maybe they're having family time, etc. But still, like, the response doesn't match the circumstance. Yeah. It just Again, doesn't. like, okay, honestly, go battle day on Mother's Day. There's a lot of holidays going on, so it's not the end of the world they do that. But don't make the time research only available on Mother's Day too, right? Allow people to bank the research that they paid for for later, right? It's, that's not too hard, especially research that's that time intensive, right? If it was like do 20 battles, use like five super effective charge moves, whatever, different story, right? Very different story. I think you would have mm -hmm. very resounding difference of opinion here. I mean, you could just do like 25,000 dust for doing 20 battles, whatever. Who cares if you give them 25,000 dust? It's not, dude, you could unlock like, like half, like a quarter of a legendary Pokemon charge for massively coming up, and it's not going to cost that much. <laughs> yeah, like they still do twenty battles. Like I don't get it. Like it just, it know? just, it's so tough, man. When it feels like the answer is right there, <laughs> it's so tough, dude. I gotta give it to Niantic. Some of these, some of these fumbles are so creative. I wouldn't have even thought of them. <laughs> like. This is like I gotta the... say, I like I like you know like like what's that um what's the uh, uh what's that what's that theory called where um anything that could go wrong will go Murphy's wrong law Murphy's law Murphy's law dude it's like anything that could go wrong I can't even see coming right like that's, that's additional to uh, addendum to Murphy's law right anything that could go wrong will go worse <laughs> like dude it's like <laughs> yeah true right yeah. uh. This uh, we've been talking about basketball a lot, right? We have a lot of goat debates. Just a a, a foot a football throwback here. This is like the 2012 Mark Sanchez butt fumble. Every time <laughs> something like this happens, and the ball snaps, and then you put it on your butt, and then you just lose the ball, and then you just lose the game. That's what the wait wait like. wait what what year was this? It was 2012 because the 10 year anniversary was in two, 2022. Wait, what did he do again? He he took the snap for the ball. And then he just like lost it. it. It just like it was on his butt, and then he just like lost oh. the ball. It's it's hilarious. Yeah, I don't remember that one too. I'm a Jets fan, but the Tony Romo one was pretty bad too. Tony what, Romo for, had for, a for few. The, I remember that one. Yeah, yeah we're just blocking out the Mark Sanchez one for some. I'll send you the link. It's literally <laughs> it's literally that. an official clip on the NFL YouTube channel with 11 million <laughs> subs. It's called the butt fumble. No. That was uh, that was Jets' peak, right? It didn't get any better after that. It's so bad. Oh, oh no, 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 no. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. It wasn't on the snap. He actually ran into his lineman's butt. Oh, I do remember this. And then he fumbled. Sorry, excuse me, excuse me. Yeah, I do remember that. Ah, oh, dude. The, uh... Man. That was that was it like feels... that was when the Jets were like closest to like making it yeah. to the Super Bowl too. <laughs> Maybe this is why I stopped watching the NFL. I don't know. I just remember during those years. It was 2012. Wait, was he? Oh wait, it was dude, in 2012. We're getting old. We're getting old, dude. Oh, I remember the uh, 2010 and 2011 were good years for Jets. Probably know. 2012 wasn't, but anyway. <laughs> oh. What a time. What a time. Um, yeah, seriously. Anyway, I think that just about wraps it up for us here. You know, got a lot of stuff to talk about. <laughs> yeah, 
anyway, thank mm-hmm. you all for leaving comments too. Always a great time. We're we are behind us on the comments, so we'll cover more next time around. I hope you all liked the Draco Viz episode too. Our was that that was our last episode, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't got a chance to check it out, definitely check it out. I mean, those guys are doing great work, but also just like it was a fun episode. The quizzes back and forth, yo, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. was fun, man. Dude. That was uh, those some those some I- sleepers. There's some, we've had some great questions the past couple episodes. Um, tell us three things. First, tell us what you think about the Draco quizzes. Mm-hmm. I want to see people responding to those quiz questions. Mm-hmm. Secondly, from this episode, let us know which Pokemon you've transferred on accident that you later regretted. Maybe it's <laughs> Pikachu Libre, like Caleb. Uh, and the third one is let us know what you think of the thumbnails. I've been trying to upload them and be more consistent. Yeah. I think it adds a little more flair to the channel, and that's on YouTube. So let us know. Yeah, shout out to Chip, too, our TCG co-caster as well. He, he was like, yo, guys, you got to do at least have some thumbnails here. What are you all doing? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. You're right. But it was Chip that was uh, one that gave us the idea to do YouTube for the video segment, which mm-hmm. is changed a lot <laughs> of our content yeah, i would say it's nice but also you know occasionally make some tiktoks and stuff like that and clips which i think is really cool mm-hmm. so but yeah um thank you all again we are on episode 99 one episode one episode away from 100 now i will say we did pre-record it so again if anything yeah. happens right now or next week we don't know because the the people the speed and KLBC next week are two weeks in the past. So, in their mind, stuff is going on forever, right? Yeah. And, um, and go bow day research pass reaping all those dust, right? Yeah. I I just want to say as much crap as much crap as we covered in this episode. There's even more crap in the next one. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I love it. I would say if you know, you know, but no one knows. No, no nobody knows, knows. Unless, unless you're listening uh, backwards right unless you heard this episode uh, the previous episode the next episode unless you're before. a time traveler unless you're a time yeah. traveler right um but anyway thank you all and uh hope you have a good one and hopefully we catch somebody at hartford and uh you know and and if i see you at hartford please take it easy on me <laughs> i'm just kidding we'll see <laughs> i expect nothing but the best competition anyway Peace out. Best luck to Pogos this week. And we'll catch you all on episode 100. Peace. Peace.